Welcome to Nerdables episode 398, There's a Bloat in My Shorts. This episode we discuss Black Widow's Good, Bad, and the Ugly, DC Comics' Batman The Long Halloween Special, Star Wars Rebels Origin, also known as The Bad Batch, Loki's episode number 5, and we discuss who the actual villain of the show might be. We also discuss how Hugh Jackman could be a part of the MCU, and Chris tells us what downloading into the internet really means. Welcome everyone to Nerdables. Joining me are Chris and Ethan. I'm R.A. Hey, uh, before we get to the good, bad, and ugly of Black Widow and unpack Loki and anything else we have with Marvel, DC announced that they're going to be doing a long Halloween special. Uh, this is, I guess, is it an anniversary? Because there's also... the 25th anniversary. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, because they just released the part one of the animated mm-hmm. long Halloween uh, They're doing this because Jeff Loeb was under contract with Marvel for the longest time. He's no longer under contract with Marvel, whether it was Marvel Comics or Marvel Studios. So they have the chance to do it. There was always going to be more, mm-hmm. but once he signed on with Marvel, right. an exclusive contract, he can't do DC work. Right Now he's no longer under contract with Marvel, um, so he can do the DC work. So they'll do a single issue. Drives me crazy because now my absolute long Halloween is incomplete. Yeah. <laughs> Probably an excuse to reissue that. Like, look, it's got the extra one. I'm like, oh, no. Uh, Tim Sale hasn't done anything for a while, so. Now, we also were, we were talking before a while back that with all the characters that are coming up in the new The Batman movie, it felt like it was going to be a year one or long Halloween type It's movie. based off of Ego. Is it? Yeah, it's based okay. off of Darwin Cook's Batman Ego. I think it takes place earlier than Ego did, but it's got that. It's supposed to have that same sort of feel, right? It's a it, Darwin Cook is well known for pulp noir comics. Yep. Um, his uh, the spirit that he did the spirit was, that he was he was doing, but oh my goodness, why can't I remember that trilogy all of a sudden? Holy crap! Actually, there's four of them. I can't remember the name off the top of my head, but um, they're all crime comics. They're all adaptions of of uh, right. crime novels. Um, has done a lot of crime type stuff. In fact, yeah. <laughs> the last panel that I saw him on when he was alive, obviously, he was being interviewed by the uh, all around comics or all about comics crew that mm-hmm. he had met years before. They had secured an interview with him, and they, they tell the story. They, they met him at a bar, and he puts three shots in front of him. He, there's three. There's three people, so he puts a shot in front of each one, and says, "I'm not talking to you unless you down that." And I remember thinking in the back of my head, like, well, I guess I'm never interviewing Darwin Cook because <laughs> I don't drink. So in the panel, he had talked about getting pigeonholed for that type of, you know, new frontier and crime comics. That's all anybody wanted him to do. Mm-hmm. Either do the kind of golden age superhero type pie in the sky comics or doing crime comics. Was it Richard um, Starks Parker? The yes. Hunter? The, the Parker, the Parker novels. Yeah. Amazing stuff! It's incredible what what he did with those. They're, they're just I've Mikey's had them. I've read Mikey's. I bought a couple for me and I read them, and then recently I bought a set of all four because I never had the fourth one. Yeah, um, I find the other two because I can actually give those away now. Uh, but anyway, um, he did Ego, which is a very it's a crime story. When I right. first saw it, I thought 
remember just seeing the title and thinking, oh, he did a Green Lantern book? I didn't realize Darwin Cook ever worked on Green Lantern outside yeah. of New Frontier. Nope, it's a Batman title. It's mm-hmm. and it's um, The collection that's out is Ego and Other Tales and some of the stuff he did. He did the start of the Catwoman series. Yep. When they did it, that was very crime-oriented. Uh, his character, Slam Bradley, which was a, a Gotham City PI. He did the New Frontier. Yeah, New Frontier is very different than that type oh, of totally, stuff. Yes. Yeah. So Matthew Vaughn's film is going to be based on that kind of... Matthew, Matt Reeves. Matt Reeves. Sorry, Matthew Vaughn. Uh, Matt Reeves' film, they said it has that vibe. Gotcha. That's the way it'll, it'll it kind of describes. So it's going to be I more think, that than the Long Halloween. I think even Reeves mm-hmm. said that there's elements from like Long Halloween and Year One in it. I think the idea is yeah. it is... It's got Robert Pattinson's Batman is like on the job for less than six months. Yeah. Right. You know, the uniform is supposedly somewhat new. He's only been... In, the car is supposedly new. Like it yeah. might be the first time he drives whatever their Batmobile is, which kind of looks like a you know Chevelle charger, or yeah, charger or, or something like that. Um, so it's it's set very early in Batman's career, mm-hmm. and so we will get more of the crime villains and the crime element because that's the year one stuff. Year one is him mm-hmm. facing off against the Falcone family. Yeah. So is um, um, uh, Long Halloween, right? You know, the, the villains are in it, and it, it starts to... The supervillains are in it. You know, the Joker's in it, and mm-hmm. Two-Face, and everybody. But the idea is set across it. That. Yeah, well, that, the part of it is, it's a crime story, but it also tackles that issue of Bruce started to fight crime in Gotham before the, any of these supervillains showed up. So is it Batman's fault that the Joker and Killer Croc and Bane exist? Mm-hmm. Yes. Or is it they were coming anyway, and thank goodness we already have Batman here. And so it's just, yeah. that's part of the tale of Long Halloween. What it looks like they've dumped out of that is, you know, we're not going to see the Joker. We're not going to see Man Bat. We're not going to see Bane in this. It's the Riddler and the Penguin, isn't it? Riddler, Penguin. <sighs> there were a few others. Um, but they're all like, they're not really the super-powered yeah. ones. They're sort of the deformed right. thinking, you know. Two Face could be in it. I think well, it looks I think like two-faced. either Two Face or Harvey Dent's in it. Yeah, it looks like it's based more psychologically rather than yeah. beat him up. Um, it, the Long Halloween is one that I think I've wanted to read, but I've never gotten around to reading it. It's the wonder. Yeah, all, all of their stuff that they did. They they it started with Loeb and Sale doing Halloween specials for like three years. Yeah. That got collected, and I think it's Haunted Night with a K. Mm. Um, and then Long Halloween was their first. Like, we're going to do 13 issues. Each one is based on a holiday. And then Dark Victory, which also has Robin in it, which is kind of the, the follow-up to it. Mm. And Long Halloween is set up as a, as a mystery. Someone yeah. dies in the first issue, and you're trying to figure out who it is. I haven't read it in a long time, but I know I've read it a few times. It's the first absolute edition I ever bought because yeah. uh, before I worked at Earth 2, <laughs> one of their sales, it was like half off. Because they had bought so many of them, and they're still. I think I need to work. find it collected somewhere and everywhere. And I mean, it it's it's everywhere. Oh yeah, that's it's, it's, it's. I it's think a, it was one of the first collected Batman ones I ever got. Mm-hmm. Probably it's a, what they call a um, an evergreen. It's always in print. It's always ready for you. There's new editions every few years. Well, it's one of the biggest Batman stories too, isn't it? But yeah. it's also easy to. It's an easy way to get people into Batman mm-hmm. because you have so many different villains, and you know, it's 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 sto- a continuous story for basically a year. Yeah. And you you get you know all these different villains coming at you at, at different times, and it allows you to immerse yourself into the feel of Gotham. It's a good yeah. starter piece, just like Year One is. Yeah. Um, it's more accessible mm. than well, it's not more accessible than Year One. I think it's they're about the same. No, accessibility is because it's Batman. It's in it. Year One. I mean, he's in a he's in a you know a sweater yeah. and a thing. It's kind of like um, 
the the Daredevil man who man without fear that Frank Miller and John Romita did, where it's his very first time as Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Oh right, you know? okay. I, I so here it's 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 the year one is his start, his actual start. There's a yeah. big portion of it in Batman Begins. So um, that's my favorite. Is, that's the one I always hand to people. And long, I think Halloween you got year one. one for me one year for yeah. my birthday that's or Christmas or something. Yeah, that and Long Halloween are the ones to read. Yeah, yeah. So, um, the special is going to be just a continuation. It's a single issue that is a continuation of that story. It's yes. another chapter of that story <laughs> to some degree. So I should wait to pick. <laughs> no, I, I think think you had it. I, I thought one of us got that for Not you. I know Halloween, year. Huh? I know year one was one. But I could have swore we got not long Halloween. No, because I think well, you they got, got me. I know you got me. I think long Halloween probably is one of the very first ones you. Usually, when someone tells me I don't have long Halloween, it's like, well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Although when we got stuff that wasn't like Supergirl or Walking Dead for Ethan, you didn't read it, so I was like, that's I'm true. Not, I'm not getting that stuff anymore. <laughs> I won't do that one. So yes, this is this is basically. It's not necessarily a 14th issue because it, I don't think it's directly right after 13. Right, but it's mm-hmm. between that and Dark Victory, so. It was a surprise. I mean, no one really. There was no. That was that was, was the, like, the interesting boom, thing. When is. you posted, I was like, "Wait, I've never. Even, I didn't even know this was coming. Nobody did. No. It was it that took, was it took out all of us by surprise. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I think they wanted to get it out before the rumor started. Sure, because they had that that artwork for it. So it'll be interesting to see what the artwork looks like. Tim Sale did covers the the B covers for Rebirth for Batman, the Tom King one for a, probably the first. 25, 30 issues, something like that. Mm. Some of them are really good. Some of them are not good at all. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm a little worried. And the last thing that he did that I read was Captain America White with Loeb and him, and it was awful. Mm. Waited so long to get it, and it was so bad. The other the other three, Daredevil Yellow, Spider-Man Blue, and uh, and Hulk Gray. I mean, Spider-Man Blue is an amazing Spidey story. Hulk Gray, none of it's in print right now. Mm. I think they're reissuing the, the complete, and that's why. Um and so love does and then Batman whatever Batman sorry Captain America White comes out they done one issue and then Loeb signed his exclusive contract with DC and then they didn't do anything for the longest well, time I doubt Loeb's ever going to go back to Marvel <laughs> no um, we don't know if Loeb's <laughs> Loeb's in a, in a bit of a cancel culture right now so I, I was surprised yeah. to see this that was the other thing I'm like oh they're yeah. letting him write something uh, let's see what happens mm. um, you know between him and, and Warren Ellis and some of the other guys that are out there that are getting new work and people are understandably upset that they're getting new work, especially someone like Ellis um, at the moment who doesn't seem to have learned his lesson. Mm, right. Uh, which breaks my heart. Cause I love Ellis so much. His stuff is so is, is, is great. The art is great. The person is not. Um, well, that, that's, that's, that was part of the surprise. Like I didn't think yeah. anyone would actually hire Loeb to pen a comic right now, unless it's one of those, you know, conservative jawbreaker you know right of free speech well that's guns and bitches in our comics it's got to be done that's what's happening with you know the harry potter stuff right now you know harry potter they have new lego harry potter stuff out and literally when people are picking it up to buy it people are screaming and yelling at them you know you shouldn't get that and everything Mm -hmm. you know instead of letting people you know well it's not understanding where money hate the hate the creator love the product you it's know. it's not understanding where how that money goes uphill. That stuff's already yeah. paid for. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. But she's gotten her money. She doesn't get. She doesn't. She's not making royalties on a book that's sold at Barnes and Noble anymore. Yeah. Because she doesn't need it. Right. You know. It's not like someone who's. Well, they, you know, she's already received the money for the contract. Whatever yeah. contract they did to license out the product. Well, the she's royalty stuff re- yeah. can be there for the creative stuff. I guess. But yes. Yeah. The, the whatever Lego paid 
her and her whatever, you know, because I'm sure the she licensing. has an LLC that's just mm-hmm. herself because that's, that's how it works out legally with contracts and stuff. Yeah. Whatever they paid for, like, hey, we're going to make Harry Potter stuff for the next 50 years. We'll pay you $10 million. It's already there. It doesn't yeah. matter how many or how little sets they make. Uh, she's not going to see a penny off of it in terms of if you're buying it now. Yeah. And that's an interesting, you know, at some point I do want to do that conversation. I'd love to have three people. Mm-hmm. The person yeah, like that, the, the person that gave it up, person who's struggling with it, and the person who is still committed to it despite, mm-hmm. and just, just to, no judgment zone. I'm just, in, I'm always interested in motives and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, it's like me as a sports fan, I was a Chargers fan until they moved to LA and I'm like, I'm not going to be a Chargers fan anymore. I can't stand Dean Spanos. I don't think they belong in LA. Uh, one of my friends, his wife is a diehard, diehard, diehard Chargers fan. And she got some people, some other fans that she knew that were very upset with her for staying. You know, she's kind of asked me, I was like, what are you upset? I was like, no, whatever you, I don't care what you do. That's right. my personal feeling. Right. Yeah. Is he, I think he deceived the city of San Diego. They don't belong up here. Quote unquote belong. Um, it's just not the same team. So I'm just not going to follow him. You want to follow him? Go for it. Yeah. My favorite hockey team is a team that moved from Quebec. You know, and just rip themselves out of Quebec and move to Colorado. So I have, I'm, I'm obviously not, any team that moves can never be followed again. You know, just, you know, it sucks for the city of Quebec and I feel bad for them. But I also, that became my favorite team because two of my favorite players of all time are owners. Mm-hmm. So speaking of teams, in two weeks, we're going to be doing our DC Justice League draft. Just throw that out there and remind people, the week of Comic-Con or stay-at-home Comic-Con this year. SDCC Comic Con, since there's so many of them now, we're going to be doing our the Comic Con. They they actually sued people for using Comic Con in the yeah. title of their name. Um, but we're going to be doing our DC draft. Last year we did the Avengers with Marvel, uh, p- pretty good. We ended up doing what three rounds? No, we did two rounds. Two rounds. Yeah. Was it two? Mm-hmm. I felt like three. we only had two. Uh, we did two rounds. Then maybe this year we'll do. One of just Justice League, and then I, I'd love to do Legion of Doom and see what we build up with there. Well, the hard thing with that is filling all the categories. That's mm-hmm. the thing. Yeah, I've been playing with it in my head, and it's it's first I got I got to get a number of people that are coming. Right, that way <laughs> the I way either the, double the categories or the way yeah. that our text messages are going. It looks we like got it's four, just us. It'd be nice to have five. <laughs> well, it looks um, like four, maybe five. I'd love to see. I, I still I, I know you you're kind of up in the air about it, but I'd love to have one of our listeners. You know, whether it be Eric, Brandon, Doug, I, you know, Sherman, you know, those, those are the four that I know that's still Outside listen. of Doug and White Chocolate, none of those people exist. Um, <laughs> We've no, had Brandon just, on the show before. Yeah, well, that's just real quick. It's, and, it's, a, it's a, the and, thing is, it's a structured thing. Sherman so made the title, or a title song for us, so good for him. <laughs> Doubt he's still listening. <laughs> um. And I know of a few. Other, I know of a few other people that listen from here and you know here and there. But your mom doesn't count. I'm not talking <laughs> about my mom. I'm talking about <laughs> other fine. people. But I'm not, Ethan's girlfriend doesn't. Count. I'm not going to drop names and things like that. So, anyways, wait. I have a girlfriend. Yeah. The person, <laughs> the person that drops as many names as possible, <laughs> all of a sudden just isn't going to drop names right now. So, I was at so and so's house yesterday, and I was anyways, checking out their collection. And blah, 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 blah. So, anyways, that's going to be coming up in two weeks. Now. We have a lot of Marvel and a little, a little bit of Star Wars, huh? A little bit of rock and roll. A little bit of rock and roll. Um, no Star Wars Bad Batch this week. Just go. Yeah, we'll go through that real Star quick. Star Wars Bad Batch wasn't this week. That is Rebels, Rebels yeah, point Rebels, two point oh. Rebels was this week. Yeah. <laughs> no, Rebels point zero. I was sitting here watching today with episode Beth. one. 
Rebels episode well, one. It's, funny. it's like episode zero, because it's like episode one of Rebels is the first one. This is like <laughs> minus yeah. years. We were like 10 minutes into it, Beth and I this morning. You know, I watched it yesterday with Arabella, and Beth and I are watching it today. And she says, she looks at me and goes, are we watching Rebels? Because the other part of this is recently I've been re-watching Rebels, mm-hmm. right? So I've really, I was like watching this last night going, did I did I accidentally hit Rebels? I, I don't remember this episode, but yeah. you know, well, until you get the Bad Batch in with the ship, that, <laughs> that's where Beth goes. She goes, finally. She goes, what are we twenty seven minutes in and we just get them? Yeah. You you as soon as it opened on Ryloth, I knew it was going to be a Rebels episode. Mm-hmm. Sure. When when I see it, because Ryloth always disappoints me because it's not the same planet from the Legends. I love the idea of the Legends where they all live underground because yeah. it's all these sandstorms and it's like you can only go outside for like a minute of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like every other planet now. Uh, as soon as we saw, like, it's Ryloth, and I said, oh, man, it's going to be Cham. It's going to be Cham. Oh, I bet you Hera's in this. Yeah. And so we see well, Cham and his wife. see the Y-Wing there. He was like. And we see Cham and his wife, and then we see Hera. I had forgotten that uh, the Twi'lek language is just French. Mm-hmm. The <laughs> accent. <laughs> the heaviest. Yes. I mean, it was, it's not, they talk like this the whole time, you know, his uncle is uh-huh. like, I'm, I'm the gun runner, you know what I mean? Now, even though you first see the the Y-Wing in there, you know, the crashed one, that's where Chopper came from, right? Mm-hmm. We, we knew that Chopper was in the Y-Wing that crashed, you know, and the pilot died. But I was wondering, I thought, okay, when they said your daughter isn't here, I thought, okay, well, maybe we'll see Hera. I didn't think we'd see Chopper until you see the little... Uh, the little yeah, I figured sensor thing. I was like, see oh, there's Chopper. Mm-hmm. I figured we'd see both of them because I seem to remember that she had had Chopper for a long time. Mm-hmm. Now I'm just wondering if we get Hera meets Kanan in this. <laughs> no. I know that's in the the book. No, but we got Hera meets Omega. Omega. When they do Rebels Point 2, you know, Rebels 2, Hera's Boogaloo, of her time in the Rebellion... I guarantee you, Omega as an adult is going to be in there. I guarantee you, it's in this season, in the next episode or two, you're going to have the Bad Batch get Hera off of Ryloth. And you're going to have at least one episode where it's going to be Hera and Omega. 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 On an adventure together. I don't think he's going to use Hera that much. I think you're going to get like maybe three or four episodes. I don't think so. I think we're only going to get these two. I think that's it because if he's going to the way I described it today when I bought something at the Disney store and, and the woman on the counter asked me about Bad Batch if I'd watched this. Yes. She said Rebels is my favorite. Hair is my favorite character. I was so excited. And I just kind of talked about it. Um, the thing is, is to accept all of these as like the Filoni verse. And he's just going to keep telling stories out of order. Oh, sure. Wherever he can. You know, if he wants to tell. You know, the, the, the slug thing that commanded the droids that one episode, he's going to make a whole season out of that, and he's going to be set in the middle of the Clone Wars. He's like Snyder, but his stuff is actually yeah. watchable. I mean, he can easily do a Hera-based show that takes place during the war. Yes. After Yavin. Before, yeah. yeah oh, yeah, Yavin. oh, yeah, after Yavin, before, yes. Before, we know she survives until Jedi. She's in Forces of the Jedi. She's in the books. We know the ghost survives until Rise of Skywalker. We're assuming Hera's at, at the seat. We don't know for sure. It's either her or her son. Or somebody who bought the ghost. I mean, it could be right. anything. Sure. Um, so you know there's other adventures that are there. I mean, we, we saw it in Forces of Destiny. They, they gave the small one with her on yeah. Endor. Mm-hmm. We, know that, we know that Ahsoka is going to look for Ezra or something, or at least Thrawn in Ahsoka, because 
she mentions Thrawn. Mm-hmm. We think that's what it's based on. The rumor is that's what that right. whole series will be based on. Um, thing this week that someone said, Filoni confirms that Ahsoka is the lead is the lead character of the Filoni verse or the Mando verse. <sighs> like, well, you can't call it the Mando verse. And it's someone was just like, oh God, they're going to take over this. No, it's just saying that it takes place in that kind of that same sort of like uh, timeline. The characters mm-hmm. that are there, and again, this is what Filoni does. He right. takes these characters. I mean, it's just it's comic books. You know, it's oh, just, yeah. we did a we did a Clone Wars comic book and everybody really loved Hera or really loved uh, Rex. So we did a, a Rex comic book. Right. And then we loved all those characters and then they got canceled. And then we started Rebels and we're like, well, everybody loved Rex and, and, and Ahsoka. Let's bring it back. Mm-hmm. Let's put him in here. And then he's like, oh, we're going to do a Mando one. But you know what everybody liked? Everybody, everybody from else. Clone Wars. So let's yeah. put him in this. Put him in the second season. First season, we don't get anyway. Second season, like everyone who's ever existed in, in animated form, put them on. <laughs> um, so Bad Batch, it was interesting to kind of watch it go. And I remember maybe 10 minutes in going, is the Bad Batch in this? Because I don't think, I how, think I don't everybody how they fit said here. That. And I was sitting there, I saw like the the part of the synopsis before I hit play. You know, it was like a rebellion on a world. I'm like, oh, are the Bad Batch like going to get caught between kind of like where they were in the last episode. You know, right. They're, mm-hmm. they're, they're saving a separatist, but they're also saving someone now who is uh, a, a, a rebel person to, to the empire, you know, someone who would be an enemy of the empire. So I thought, well, maybe that's continuing. Well, I thought it was funny. I texted you. I said, you know, crosshairs is in this more than the bad batch is. Yeah. The nice thing with it is we get more of crosshairs uh, in this even despite the Bad Batch not being in it for more than two minutes, and even then, the entire sequence they're in, it's all Omega. Yes. Uh, with Hera, who well, decides that, I guess, I, it feels like Filoni watched Wonder Woman 84 and then just made that all Omega's lines. Flying's about, like, feeling it and just getting <laughs> on there and just riding the wind. I've, I heard this before. What's well, funny is... Isn't this how Steve Trevor told Diana how to fly? Like, all of a sudden, Hera's just going to be like, wee! Just, just open with her arms flying on that moon. I told Beth, I said, Echo didn't say a word. And I think that that Wrecker only grunted a few times. Yeah, all the all the words are hunters and text. Yep. And text just only at the end there. Correct. Um, I like tech. Looks awesome. Uh, I love that design. The design is so cool. Um, but it was, it, it was, was a good episode. episode. It was a lot of fun. I mean, that's it's the same thing as the last one where people are like it's filler, and I'm like, it's not really filler. There's stuff that moves forward in mm-hmm. it, but it's also the action sequences with the walkers is fantastic. Yeah, and what they do to get out of where they are. And this convoy sequence was fun. But even even the dynamic of them, they've been soldiers bred to fight the separate separatists. Now they have to go in and save a separatist. You know, the the dichotomy well, they, that they have. I think that. eventually that it's getting to the point where saving the Republic was their mission. And now it's to take down that same Republic or what the Republic became because the Republic became something through nefarious means mm-hmm. to the Empire. And that like, but yes, last see the, the last weeks where people are like, it's like it does a lot of it moves a lot of stuff forward, especially with them accepting their role in the galaxy. They're not soldiers anymore, that they're mercenaries. And this one is just, you see them on a mercenary mission. They're just running guns. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, they're just, they're just sort of, uh, um, starts with an S. I can't remember her name. Sid. Sid. Yeah. Sid. They're just like Sid's, Sid's lackeys. Mm-hmm. And we'll see where that goes. They, they don't really have a purpose. And then, I sort of feel like that's part of that's part of the show. 
Yeah. Is their purpose has been removed except to protect Omega. Right. It's the only one that anyone's like, oh, this is the episode because they got to protect Omega because someone's coming to kill her. Someone's coming to, to snatch her up. Someone's coming to get her. That's their mission. And then that's it. That's all they have. Well, and they had for a little bit that, okay, they owed Sid money. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, they took care of that last week, so they don't owe her anything. So now they're just working to make sure that they have yeah, money. Yeah, but even before that, all they had to do was shoot her. Oh, like, that's sure. Not, oh, I mean, yeah, that's, sure. That's, that's the thing is they're doing the right thing or whatever. But the, the point, I think, of everything after the third episode is they don't have a purpose anymore right. in the galaxy. They don't have a mm-hmm. mission in the galaxy. Omega becomes the mission. Yes. We have to protect her. But while we protect her, what else are we supposed to do? Well, we have to survive. And that's what early on when they, they take the, um, the, the clone, they help the deserter clone uh-huh. leave. There's little bats. That's going to, they're going to be the A team. Totally the A team. Yeah. That's going to be the thing It's like, if you, if you need help, Rebellion doesn't really exist yet. Right. And their ship is black and it has some red in it. Yeah. So, so there you go. And totally then, like, if you listen, when they, they come to the moon. BA, you know, Wrecker is definitely BA. When they come to the moon, you hear. <laughs> and they don't kill anybody. If you notice, it's just. <laughs> they hit stuff. So that's different than the 18. But they still, don't have, they still haven't killed anybody. Well, even the Twi'leks. They were, you know, they would. Yeah. You know, okay, when they were on the speeders and stuff, they would shoot them, and you know, there were a couple of them you saw die. But when they were up close, you don't see any of them. Everybody die. got stunned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh man, what was the show is losing his losing its well, edge? No, except for except for the uh, the senator. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It lost its edge, and then the senator gets this big <laughs> hole in his head. It's Which funny when uh, when they're delivering the guns and the, and he's like, "Well, here's some blasters and thermal detonators." And I was like, "Record just threw that like yep. <laughs> a box full um, of thermal detonators up." Was it? I, I, it, I, I like, forget I the senator's name now. Orin Frita. Yes, thank you. He was part of the two hundred. When expect when you see at the end of episode two, now the Clone Wars has begun. When you see. Bail Arcana, Mon Mothma, um, you see a, a Rodian, and you see the, um, the senator from Ryloth on there too, on the de- on the uh, yeah. But through through Clone Wars, we know he's corrupt. Yeah, well, yeah, he's definitely corrupt. Yeah, yeah. So he's not he's not the one. He's, I don't think he voted for the rebellion. He voted for the the army. Sure, we knew, we knew this was coming. Yeah. Because he's the one that profits from it. He wants the empire there because all the, uh, all of the mining operations, all the money will go to him. Right. Bastard. And now he's dead. And now he's dead. I know why he never showed up in that. <laughs> um, well, it was a good episode. We have, what, three episodes left? Every time I see an episode, I keep thinking it's the last one of the season. Because like, they said there's the 13 season? episodes. I don't remember. Could be wrong. I'll just go until it tells me it's the end. Yeah, yeah maybe they'll do like they did on, on Cartoon Network and run 22. Can't I imagine them. No. Rebels. It's probably, it's probably 13. Rebels was, Rebels, I think, I think like was 15 or 13 yeah. or something like that. Those Usually their their first seasons of new shows are like maybe 10 to 12 episodes. Yeah, but the thing is like Rebels, all of them were in the teens. That yeah. was it. Yeah. Rebels doesn't. Rebels has four seasons. It doesn't have eighty episodes. It's so funny though because I, I literally watched the episode with Hera and her father, of Rebels, like either right before or right after I watched 
the Bad Batch. The ones that they went to Paris because I was talking because I was sitting there listening to Hera when she is a kid on Rylock, and she's got the the French accent. She does, but then as an adult, uh-huh. she doesn't have it until she starts talking to her father, and then she reverts right back to it. The only thing I can think of is that part of the using the the, the accent is to indicate to the audience they're actually speaking in their native language, and I, that's what I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe. But I'm not sure, yeah. This sucks is the Admiral Rampart. So we, we get we see Admiral Rampart again, and it's funny. He has no the commander in the back. So when Amazon released those four commanders or whatever. In the three and three quarter. Yeah, in the three and three quarter. And none of them had been seen yet, and everyone lost their minds. Like, why are they giving us these? They're not in the show. Right. They're not in the show. And I'm like, guys, there's only been two episodes. Like, calm down. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he's coming, and so I said, "Like, hey, it's that guy." Yeah, that's what I did. That guy's coming. I don't remember his name, Commander Greenson or something. I don't know what it is. Yeah, um, but he definitely feels like he's going to be a part of whatever's next. Obviously, next episode. Yes, but maybe even farther. It sounded like they're kind of setting him up because it seems like somebody who's gone through the chip, uh-huh. but also is questioning the orders that he's following. Right, because if you notice, they they don't mention any Jedi's from Ryloth. The only Jedi I think that was on Rylith at one point was uh, Mace Windu, because they mentioned it in, in Rebels that you know the, uh, Kanan's talking to Hera's father, and they're talking about how Mace Windu went in there and fought like you know mm-hmm. it's almost like the the Tartagoski when uh, you know he's he's fighting the um, not the Weather Dominators the uh, oh God what was the things in uh, just like droid ships well yeah the droid ships but remember they were they had the in the legends, there was the um, the big like dominator things where they would just the world devastator from Dark Empire. Yes, yeah. So he was fighting those things, you know, in in yeah, just punching him into space. Like there were world, like world devastators. Did they have wrecking balls? No, no. They would mm-hmm. suck up all the material, like buildings and stuff, and, and then, then they used it, it to build. No, they would use it to build. It would go into these giant refineries <laughs> and factories that were in these these giant ships, and they were building like. Um, Droid fighters and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but yeah, in, in the original Clone Wars one, where you know Mace Windu's on, you don't even know what planet it is, but he's just sitting there ripping through droids, and there's like thousands of them, and you know they all mass on top of him, and he just blows them away. The story that Kanan and Hera's father are kind of talking about sounds like that in Rebels. Mm-hmm. So that that's the only. Jedi that they really mention on Ryloth. I mean, I, I know there was a couple episodes of Clone Wars where there were some Jedi, but the clone troopers. Yeah, there's a whole arc. Remember in the like second season or third yeah, season, right. the ones that get captured by the Separatists. But at, at that, that, I guess at the point towards the end of the Clone Wars, there weren't Jedi there; they were just clones. Mm. So the clone troopers became very integrated into the military of Ryloth. You know, they, they work together like the Jedi would work with them. Yeah. So that's why I think Chris is right with the this commander where he, he's starting to question, you know, especially when it came to Hera. Remember, the chip, the chip doesn't necessarily only work on the idea that you should kill the Jedi. Right. That's the other part that's insinuated in this is that because Crosshair is following orders to murder people. Well, you remember Crosshair also had his fighting the his bad batch up to the tenth degree. Yeah, so it's the idea with this commander is that the chip can be overcome on its own to to some yeah. you know some volume or, or well, or sure. Such. Even even when Rex you know before Ahsoka took out the chip, 
Yeah. He kind of started questioning it when he got ready to shoot her. It just feels like we're supposed to get a figure. Oh, excuse me. Well, it uh, kind of looks like anytime they either make a vintage figure or a Black Series figure, you get it in the opposite line a little bit after that. Somewhere. We'll see what, what happens with the... I mean, you've got Commander Gree is a thing that you can use. Not Commander Gree. Uh, Commander Bly. You can yes. use where you have all those pieces already, so... Yeah, I mean, I think most of those pieces He's are... He's an interesting character. Everybody's talking about his hairstyle because it's kind of got that wind-blown thing. Yeah, he's definitely a clone, but he has that, that bigger kind of, you know, uh, it's how they house party, kid and play. Yeah. It's how they differentiate it. from each other's their hairstyles. Now. A lot of them, yeah. The one thing I got to imagine is an episode like that, how much money does Dee Bradley Baker make for that? It's like, hey, there's an episode with very little Bad Batch, so you don't have a lot to do. Nope, never mind. We brought the clones back. You got exactly. a lot of lines, bro. <laughs> like, damn it, man. Well, I was, thinking, I was thinking about one time. There, there's a lot of scenes where he's just talking to himself. Almost all the scenes are him talking to himself. Yeah. Anything with the Bad Batch outside of Omega uh, is him talking to himself. Like when Rex was there, it was just him talking mm-hmm. to himself over just and over even again. When, they're, when they're in the shuttle coming back from the Order 66, where they're yeah. kind of, you know... The first time they they have that uh, um, argument with Crosshair, yeah, about Caleb, it's just him <laughs> yeah. talking to himself. That's going to be an interesting recording session. Well, I'm sure I know he records each line individually. I get it, but it'd be yes. interesting to see him just be like, you got to run through it. It's just like, good, so just follow orders. No, we don't. <laughs> I just come back. And but they quiet. also may have somebody reading with him. Oh, well, I'm sure they do. So that way they can get, you know, a well, it's also, yeah, it'd just be it. interesting to see kind of like what you saw with, um, <sighs> what's the voice actor for, um, Tiny Tunes and stuff. Rob. Rob? Ron? Rob? Oh. Paulson? Jeez. He has like... He has like it's Ron, Ron Paulson in it. Or Rob Paulson. I think it's Rob Paulson. Rob Paulson. He's done stuff on the videos that he does. Yes. Um, where he changes voices. Like oh, that. yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. He's, he's a genius to be able to do it. And obviously, he's done the Animaniacs characters for, for two decades now. Well, Eric, because um, he does at least yeah. three voices in... Uh, Space Jam. I think he does nine thousand. <laughs> well, oh, the, that looks. I love Eric. I love Eric. Yeah. I want it to be great. We'll put it this way: it is not a movie I'm interested in seeing. That's as nice as I can. Put it. There, there's a uh, Looney Tunes uh, app game, and he does ninety nine point nine percent of the voices in it. I think the only one, the only one he probably doesn't do now, is the grandma. Yeah, and and we can probably now be able to do them. Right. Switch. He has you know, a conversation. Have a conversation yeah, with himself with four or five different characters and be completely in voice. I think he did an interview one time where the interviewer kind of asked him to do that and have a conversation between Bugs and yeah, Daffy. Yeah, they've done they did that with uh I know they did it with Ralph Garman. Yeah. on the show when he had I had somebody else that was a voice actor and it was just like all the characters were in a hat and he just pulled it out and it right. was just like, you know, do do the family guy one. Boom. Do the this one. Do Ted. Do this. Do, boom, boom. And just go, go, go with no real preparation to just kind of jump into it and sound it exactly. Because it's not, you know, hitting this this mic. I think. Um, so speaking. No, he keeps hitting the mic and it's bouncing on off. Of, so speaking of animation, we got the trailer animation. this week for What If? And the release date of what? Is it August 17th or something? 16th. August 16th. We got a so, lot of release dates this week. So we, we, we figured, we kind of thought that, you know, the way Marvel had been going this year with something every month, 
that when we got to July and we knew that July is Black Widow this weekend and we knew that September is Shang-Chi and November is uh, Eternals, Mm -hmm. that they were probably going to fill in between those months in between because we knew What If was coming this year for sure. Yeah, we also knew that Loki ended this month. So Yeah, and then we also know Spider-Man is in December and we know that Loki was ending this month. So it seemed like... What if would be September or August, and then maybe Hawkeye would be Hawkeye October be somewhere in fourth quarter? Yeah. So the what if trailer, a lot of the voice actors, most of the voice actors, I think all of them, all of them are, are the actual people. This is Chadwick, even Chadwick Boseman. This is Chadwick Boseman's final performance yes. of her Marvel film. Um, what do you think of the trailer? I didn't watch it. No, no, because I'm gonna watch them all. I don't need to watch the trailer. I'm already excited. I saw I saw the very first tease, what, a year and a half ago, yeah. two years ago, of Peggy Carter as Captain Britain. Yep, I'm in. Let's go. No, she's Captain Carter. Whatever. I know. It's Captain Britain. Um She's wearing the British flag. Yes. I know. I, I'm, I'm in. That's I don't I don't need a trailer. Just just wanna it's watch it. Very interesting. But if this is in a, it's in a way it seems like it's canon because it's "Quote unquote," the multiverse because you have yeah, the watcher. Can be now the watcher saying part know, of the part of the different universes. You, different part of the happen. problem when you introduce a multiverse is nothing matters. True, that's yes. my problem. Anytime they do this sort of thing, it's the same thing that DC is trying to do. Like, hey guys, it's just a multiverse now. We can make the Joker and we can make Batman and we can make Suicide Squad, and none of them take place in the same universe. So don't worry about it. But it all still counts because but we can DC cross them multiverse. Yeah, some point we'll get them to cross over. That's why, as excited as everybody was for nine thousand Spider Man to be in Spider Man, I still was like, yeah, that's cool. I'm guessing because you, you saw Widow in the in the theater, there was no Spider Man. No, good. There was sixty five other trailers. <laughs> Movie did not start until twelve thirty five. Wow. And you thirty five down in at twelve. Wow, I sat down like at eleven fifty. Jeez, um, that's between insane. between the ads. Two separate ads for AMC theaters, and I just want to yell, like, we're already here. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't need the ad that says AMC is really awesome, and you should come back as soon as possible, but this is what AMC does. Reclining seats and everything. I'm, sick. I'm sitting in the seat. <laughs> I got controls to my left. I know it reclines. By the way, my recliner's broken because that footrest did not come all the way up. Um, oh, God. So I, can't even, I don't even remember the trailer. But as I far saw. as the what-if trailer... It, there's some very interesting choices that they made to that's switch the characters. I don't want to see it. Yeah, I'd rather see it when it shows up. Like, oh, that's cool. But the good thing was, other than a couple little things that I kind of wish I, I would have waited to see, there's so it's moving so fast that nothing is really coherent to the plots of each of them. There's a couple. That's okay. Ones. They'll they'll still tell you what it is. Oh, I know. Just like we didn't know it was Wong fighting the abomination, but now yeah. we do. Um, Everyone's going crazy for what is probably what you saw in the trailer is the ten seconds you're going to see in the film. <laughs> I think it might be a little bit more than that. It's about what we're going to see because Je- uh, it's Jeffrey Roth, right? No, no, it's Eli Roth. Eli, Eli Roth, yes, Eli Roth is definitely slated. Or uh, I mean, he is. They have him listed as the actor playing Abomination. Sure. <laughs> He's not. I know. He's not jumping in midair, beating up on uh, Wong there. No, I know. It's all CG. He recorded a line. That's the. He thing. may have done some mocap. That's. I doubt he even did that. He might have done it for the face. That's it. 
But yeah, as he wasn't on set, we'll put it that way. I'd be shocked to find out if he was on set. Yeah. Or what we get is is probably just him fighting Wong. Maybe we see him fight Shang Chi, but the, my guess is it's just going to be the Abomination fights Wong. He thinks he's going to fight the Abomination. No, he has to fight his father or whatever. Yeah. You know, something like that. That's what we'll. Get I would to, say which at least my trailers suck because. Like, I wish they would even watch it where you didn't know it was Wong. Nope. No, they got to show you all the good just stuff. Just don't tell you. you know, okay, you see the Abomination. The Maybe you think he's fighting Shang Chi. I feel no. like nowadays it's just we had a year of nothing, and everybody's just excited to show you what they had last year, and so well, they no, just it's, can't it's, contain it. It's not even that. It's you hire a company to do it, and mm-hmm. the company picks all the cool shots. And I have said, and I, I will take this. I'll fight. I'll die on this hill. The age of cynicism with movies, a big part of it is that the trailer's too much. Correct. You don't, you go and you're like, I already saw this. Mm-hmm. I already saw all of this. And you were absolutely was there right. Anything, well, I mean, we'll talk about Black Widow later, but was there anything in that that you went, holy crap, that you didn't see in the trailer? Because I sure didn't. I didn't, um, I didn't watch the trailer. So I don't right, know. Right. But in the there. trailer, if you had. I would contend that all of the wow yes. moments there, there, there's a couple. There's we'll a talk couple about it when we talk about yeah. it then. But it's most of this is why I always appreciate the Mission Impossible trailers because it's usually an action sequence. A and small, sometimes an action a small sequence thing. It's not, not even, even in that. It. It's the the trailer for what ended up being four him on the side of the plane. Yeah, is literally the first five minutes of the film. Yep. So you saw something really cool. They wow you in the film. And I remember watching that film, and I did the same thing with the last one, which I guess is six or whatever, the one with Henry Cavill. I'm 20 minutes into the film and realized, I have no idea what this was about. Mm. Yeah, I think None. the trailer for that one was, they just showed you the fight scene they with cut, him in the they, bathroom. They cut that so well that the twist is not in there at all, and you never would have thought it right. in there because it exists in the film. Nothing from the last 20 minutes outside of him in a helicopter Mm-hmm. Henry Cavill's character in a helicopter is shown in that trailer. Right. So the whole last third of the film, almost, there's nothing. Mm-hmm. And it's not, you know, they don't have the line like, Ethan Hunt, someone's going to launch a nuclear weapon in Florida and you have to stop them. Like, okay, now I know what this is about. Yeah. It's just, the movie, and you see his face going crazy, and then Henry Cavill's got to reload his guns, like his actual arm guns, and that's it. I was like, this is awesome. I have no idea what this is That's about. right. He does it, that thing where he, he does it. He puts him in. Everyone's like, no one does that. I'm like, have you ever watched a fight? They do that all the time. Uh, um, so that's trailers suck. I just, it's too much. Mm-hmm. So something like what if I think I can, I can avoid for another month and a half. So yeah, it's almost just a month. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. I mean, what if looks really good, but we did get final confirmation of that it is August and it is the next one in line, which we assume, but no one ever it's anything. So now we, we definitely know we, we got, got a lot of dates date. this week. We got the Witcher date. Mm-hmm. We yep. got what's the other one I sent you? Maybe maybe it was that one. The Witcher was the big one. Not only for season two, but the the animated yes. anime uh, yeah. series they're doing. Maybe, well, we had visions last week. One. We had visions last week. We had what if? Yeah. We had Witcher. And I think that's it right now. Other than something that happens in, that we'll talk about with uh, Widow. Um, uh, so, sticking with Marvel, there was something that came up again. Ethan posted this. That there was speculation again that Wolverine's showing, or that, excuse me, that Hugh Jackman Wolverine is showing up in the MCU. Yeah, the speculation came from Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Yeah. 
He posted made, it on his own he Instagram. He posted a picture of him and Kevin Feige from like 10, 15 years ago or whatever. Right. And then he reposted Boss Logic's artwork where he had, where it was just the claws out. Like, yes. Or something like that. It was just the arm with the claws. I think a lot of people yeah. forget Feige were for Fox. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. His, matter of fact, when the first X-Men movie, Feige was an associate producer. Yeah. yeah. And he was a he was an associate producer on or at least a producer to associate producer to producer on all of those films yeah. for Fox. And even when, I even said it when I sent it to you guys. I was like, take this with a grain of salt. And it could be just Hugh Jackman reminiscing, and we're like, oh, this art or Hugh Jackman cool. just like, or he wants to troll great. you guys or yep. something because he finds it funny, and he's been locked in quarantine since going back to Australia, so he's just bored out of his mind. <laughs> but- if he did show up in anything. <laughs> The only thing I could see him showing up in is their uh, Deadpool because maybe. of him and Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. And maybe not even as Wolverine. He could show up as Hugh Jackman, who's going to play Wolverine in a movie. Maybe. They should use Hugh Jackman as Hugh Jackman in the Marvel Universe. Yeah. Not even, like you know, because you kind of think there probably isn't an Avengers movie in the Avengers. Because you know we don't. Although, I mean, we make we make. There would be a Tony Stark movie. Yes. That's the thing. Is well, is, no. If you remember, I when, think the funny thing would be is having the the Tony Stark story be a movie in the Marvel universe. <laughs> well, yeah, because remember when Spider Man's on the plane going to in the, in uh, Far From Home? There's sh- they show you you know Nova with uh, Nova and the uh, well, true. Huh? Yeah. The, the Snap documentary yeah. and things like documentaries. That. I get. Because we think in, in in our lives we do biographies of historic figures. You yeah. know, we, we do Howard Hughes. I saw a a, a preview for Aretha. Mm-hmm. Better um, yet, they somehow they work it in where they they're fighting outside of a premiere for a movie, and it's a Star Wars movie starring Hugh Jackman, and it, you know it, within the Marvel universe. I think if you if you really want to do something that's off the map and it's not going to connect, but people are going to think it's awesome until they actually think about it, is that the X Men are comics and cartoons and movies in the Marvel universe. Because you don't it have would be, actual It mutants. would be fun for a little bit, yeah. but... It'd be an interesting idea to play with the idea that in, in a universe that really has superheroes, but we haven't seen mutants, that right. the idea of mutants who just get their powers by being born would be something that you would tell. And what kind of story are you going to tell? Yeah, when or... Iron Man is real, Superman as a comic doesn't make any sense. Right. You know? Um... Unless no, Superman as a comic makes sense. No, it doesn't. Because who cares? Oh, because the real he, thing is right in front of you. Yes. You got a guy who built an iron suit that saved the world from aliens. I'm not reading Superman anymore. You right. know, we read Superman, mm-hmm. we read Iron Man, we go to these movies because more than likely tomorrow we're not going to have a hole open up over New York City <laughs> right. and aliens from another planet <laughs> sure. or dimension come to kill us all and a god, a big Goliath thing, a super soldier and a guy in a metal suit and a girl with some guns and a dude <laughs> with a bow and, arrow. bow and arrow are going to stop them by releasing a nuclear weapon on the other side of the universe. Yeah. And if it does, I'm not reading comic books anymore. Because <laughs> you'd want to know that story, and that would be a documentary. Right. Something like the Tony Stark story, Captain America's a movie, totally, after, after Steve starring you, starring Hugh Jackman. That's the thing. I could see that. Where right. They're, like, they're going to have Hugh Jackman play Tony Stark. Yeah. You know, adult Tony Stark. And that would that would be interesting, yeah. To have that kind of thing somewhere within that universe, you know, there's a Tony Stark movie, right? You know, there's a there's a there's a you know this, all these guys going the Thor public. movie, yeah. You know, 
Thor would probably be a documentary too. But, yeah. But something like that. Because, you know, we get movies of... We get movies or TV series of real events. Right. You know, we have something like uh, Band of Brothers or The Pacific, which is based on real right, events exactly, and yeah. stuff like that. But I feel like you're not necessarily casting the <laughs> Avengers movie when the Avengers are still there, you know, running around or whatever. But and see, and then that way you also, that's where you work in Dazzler into the, you know, when you, when you get to that point. Because Dazzler would be an actress within, you know, the universe. No, you, you cast Hugh Jackman to play Dazzler. Put him on roller skates. Put him on roller skates. <laughs> so, anyways, and a sequin top. Hey, uh, Loki this week did not have the Dazzler. Did not have Dazzler. Also, did not have Bad Batch in it. And also, just didn't like, have a like Dazzler. Just like Bad Batch didn't have Bad Batch in it. But it may have given away who is really behind the TVA. It gives away more than that. It gives away a lot. That's not, I mean, it's the second to last episode. There's not yes. a lot of giveaway stuff for it. Yes, but when they first get to the void and they, they're taking you through that landscape of the void, mm-hmm. there's a lot there. A lot I of Easter so. eggs. Huh? I would hope so. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of Easter eggs. There's a lot of little things you see, in there. You but see, uh, you see. You got to remember something. We got a lot of that stuff in WandaVision and none of it paid. Oh, off. sure, sure. That's the thing. There's one thing that's happening that I think people, not enough people have caught up on. Or caught on to. But the rest of it is all just kind of there. You know, even the Kid Loki thing, you know, you had collector sites going, Kid Loki's playing a huge role in the series. He's in one episode. Right. That's it. And he doesn't really do anything. Yeah. We get the fun stuff of the Lokis. Yes. But there's still a plot going. Yes. Well, and you get Mir Mir and Meow 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 in there. Mm-hmm. You get Throng. Throg. Yeah. I mean, but those are cute little Easter eggs. But you had that when in the play in, in Ragnarok, have, in the uh, fake in the fake play, they have Loki's like, you know, he says it's like, I'm sorry for that time I turned you into a frog. Right. So we know that story already exists. That that doesn't mean anything. The old Loki was interesting. Richard Grant is an amazing Loki, and yes. that sideline is amazing. And but that he he actually carried it on, and they played into the fan theory that Loki hid himself, and that that when Thanos killed him, it was. A hologram, yeah, or a projection, right? So I they, they, I love that they played on that fan theory and allowed it to continue on, and that he became a variant once he decided that he needed. The to whole be thing around of this people. is Loki be, being a variant of Loki. Yes, can you change your fate? Can you change who you are? Can you change what? You, and you saw it in the actual MCU at the mm-hmm. end, where he calls himself, I'm, "I'm a son of Asgard." But the big thing, when he gets killed. The big thing was Avengers Tower. That can be from anywhere. That's the thing. Is it's all these different timelines, so it doesn't matter yes. where the stuff is. But we do know that within the MCU six one six proper timeline, Tony does sell the Avengers Tower, mm-hmm. which follows into the storyline where what is it? I, I always pr- pronounce it wrong. It's uh, Quinn Company or Quick. It's, it's it's what is it? it's it's K E N Q right. No. The hell are you talking about? On the side of Avengers Tower. Did you not see it? But it's Kang? Yes. Yes, because Tony Stark is Kang. Yes. In one of the storylines in Marvel, you find out no, that then, Tony Stark yes. is actually Kang. Yes, I know. That's everyone's point. Here's the thing. Remember that these guys have been writing this while all these theories have come all the Sure. I guarantee you 99% that the Red Devil on the stained window came after. Came after. Yeah. Came after WandaVision. 
Um, the same thing here. They've been talking about Kang for a year or two years. Right. There's something that people are missing, and it has to do with Sylvie. The Thanos copter. No. The Thanos copter. That's how, that's how the comic I want to see Thanos. No, no. no. But the Thanos copter is out of the comic book. Yeah, I know. I'm saying. Uh, there was one where they showed the, um, like, a subway train, right? Mm. They sing that's a subway train from Spider-Man 2 that he stops. It's uh, all, it, again, you're also bringing... You gotta remember, fans and Uber fans bring all their baggage to this stuff. Right. That's part of the problem. Oh. You're not taking anything as to what they give you. You bring your baggage as to the Easter eggs and thinking. <laughs> there's a there's a, there's a tweet the other day that said that it's time for companies to start electing fans to come in and help them write fan stuff. So because the no. fans are better. There's a tweet out. I'm not I'm not debating what oh, it is. God. But what I'm saying is. It comes from this fandom that realizes they know more about and it's more important to them than anybody that writes this stuff. Remember, writers are professionals. Directors are professionals. Right. Actors are professionals. Producers are professionals. They're not trying to make the best Loki series. They're trying to make the best series. Correct. That everybody can watch. So the little pieces can and be there because one of it. those writers is sitting there going, wouldn't it be great if the Thanos copter was in all the way in the background? Yeah. Because it would just be funny. And there you go. And then we exploded that thing. Into, got it's in Thanos is in it. Thanos is in the void, and he's going to kill him, and he's going to come back, and that's going to be that's how they're going to get Thanos back. But it's the same thing get, with all of the you know the the it's all, all almost pieces. everybody has you know Infinity Stones here. They're paperweights. Mm. Yes, but and what that means? Where are they coming from? Where if they're from timelines that have been erased? Yeah, the way that we see in this episode, last episode. With the judge is that it doesn't erase that little piece. It doesn't reset anything. It just erases that whole reality, right? And just lets the other reality that started, that got to that point just can just continue. You're basically cutting out it, the DNA that's right there and throwing it into the end of time, right? Or are they? Because once the TVA is proved to be not the TVA, you now have this broad option of what this actually is, correct? And if it is the most powerful. Uh, the greatest power in the universe, that's kind of scary. You also have everyone saying that the, the castle is Doom and it's going to be Dr. Doom because we're getting an FF movie. You're going to introduce him here. And again, you're not introducing Doom in a freaking TV series. It's not happening. This is... We're and you're not we're, introducing Kang in it either. We're getting into a... Uh, we're getting into a very touchy area that we're going to discuss when we get to Widow. How touchy are we getting? Don't touch me. <laughs> hashtag nah, 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 hashtag nah, nah. no homo. Wow. Is, I don't know what we're touching about. <laughs> hashtag free Britney. I don't know what's, so, what's, what's, uh, what's a touchy subject. Uh, of TV versus TV events for, uh, influencing film. Or You are not introducing a major character in a TV series. Yes. I, You're going to introduce side characters that are going to show up in other places. Sure. You yes. are not... Kevin Feige didn't sit at his table and say, you know what I'm going to do with Doom? I'm going to show him in the last episode of Loki. Although... Five years before I do Fantastic Four. Not a chance. Although... We'll get to it. I'll, I'll save it. I'll, I'll, I'll save it. Um, We know who the villain is. Who? Who's the villain? Sylvie. Do you know that her costume? So that because she's a new mother, yes. they made uh, they made, made a reveal, made the the breasts 
portion of the costume removable or easily yes. removable. So she could breastfeed so she on could pump. I thought that was amazing. Yes. Sylvie's the villain. So Sylvie's the one at the end of time? Sylvie's trying to get back to where she's from. Well, Sylvie was taken when she was a kid. Was she? Yes, they showed you. They showed you? Or is that her daughter? Do you believe anything that she actually says? No, because if you did, you would not. It would Again, be a Loki. She is a Loki. She is not a Loki. She's not a Loki. Well, then, what uh, what power does she have? Uh, yeah. She doesn't conjure. No. She doesn't duplicate. She doesn't do projections. That what does she do? Of. What does she do? Yes, I know what she does. What does she do? <laughs> no, I can't say. Enchantment. Thank you. Enchantment. Yes, I could get it. I She's not a word. Loki. Who do you think she is? She's the Enchantress. The second Enchantress's name is Sylvie. Oh, that's right. She does not have a Loki power. Remember, Loki can't enchant anybody. He has to use the Mind Stone in his scepter in order to corrupt the mind of Hawkeye and the other people that he touches. Okay, so then what about when... You also notice that she loses the horns very quickly. Yes. And they were very small in the, to begin mm-hmm. with, and one was missing. Um, what about the fact that when she and Loki are standing there enchanting the cloud at the end, she's touching him. So she's, she's using, she's, his, using she's absorbing his power to, to increase hers. She's using his magic, but yeah, she's okay. the one that has the power. He doesn't, he says, it. I don't know how to enchant people. You know, why he doesn't know how to enchant people. Cause he can't do it. He can't do it on his own. Remember, the Loki that we have yeah, knows yeah, that yeah. he can the control people's minds. Sense. The Enchantress makes sense. It's, compl- it's totally the Enchantress. Yeah. And I think she's the villain. I think she's. I think her story is all BS. Okay. I can give you that. Spoiler. But I might be, might be biased by the fact that the Loki book, that, that that's the villain. <laughs> Spoilers. Gee. No, I'll give you that. that. That does make sense, especially with the Enchantress. And it's been a surprise to me that I, this was like four episodes ago. When she when she enchanted the the TVA guard, yeah, the the you know they're in the beach or whatever, and she calls it enchanter, and I was like, well, she has the wrong hair color, which isn't you know, sure. There's some different hair colors that are in there. I'll give you that. One of them's an alligator, for God's sakes, doesn't have any hair. Um, but the 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 three things for me was her power that she loses the horn, or all the other ones where the obviously Loki doesn't because he doesn't have them. They get removed. But she dumps she dumps that horn very quickly. Most uh, boastful Loki doesn't have horns, but she loses her own. She takes it off and she never puts it back on. Correct, it doesn't mean anything to her. And that, um, her name, the her Sylvie name. part, yes, and the fact that she always mentions, she always says, "I enchanted them. I enchanted them." They use the word enchant. I'm going to enchant the cloud. Yes. I need to enchant the cloud. I got to get close enough to enchant the cloud. When I enchanted the cloud earlier, I saw what the end was. I enchanted them. Whether I, she's I, whether she's trying to... She could have been picked up, but not as a Loki. Right. She could have been picked up from Asgard as the Enchantress. And she wants to have the multiverse explore, or at war. She wants to find out who's behind it because they can reset her timeline it's all the things that a villain would would really want. Yes. she's not supposed to exist. No, I get if you. the TV if to, to to set up the TVA as the villain as a nefarious organization, which it is. But what if what they're doing is does have some good in it? Right. And the idea that if she were to stay as the enchantress in her timeline, lots of really bad stuff happens. Now wait, 
Okay, yes, she is the villain, and she's usually she's manipulating Loki to get to her means. Do you think that there is some somebody else in the castle that's not her? I mean, that, yes, no, I think there's a. I don't think she she's the head of the TVA or anything, or involved with the TVA, right? She's trying to bring it down. She's to, trying to get back to where she was. I guess. Okay, she's not. She's trying to get there so that she can get back to her time. I, I totally yes, believe that. that, that but I, she's not a Loki. Okay. Yes, that I get. Yes, that I I totally agree with one hundred percent and. At one point, I did think she was the Enchantress until they had the quote-unquote love, uh, Loki love. That does yes. the, mm-hmm. That's when I thought maybe she is a Loki because the only way that Loki would fall in the love is I, with himself. The way I'd put that is that the two of them are not supposed to exist. Both right. of them were supposed to be deleted, and they're not. So when they're together, they cause even a bigger rift. Yes. No matter when they're together. Yes, there's a moment that's there, and some of that may be like, you know, again, not everything is explained correctly. You know, in in fiction and and especially in in filmed entertainment, there are pieces that are missing. There are plot holes that are there, or sure. things that are plot devices that are used in order to get you from point A to point B. At some point, they have to chase them. Right. They have to get saved from the impending doom of this planet. Right. Um. That's what I think. Yeah. Is. No. I and at one point when when they first saying when she first said her name was Sylvie. And she kept saying enchanting back then, in like three or four episodes, wherever she started it, whatever like the episode. It's like the third episode. I know. It feels like there's been like eight episodes. Because the second episode, the second episode is the, is the introduction. supermarket. Yes. Um, it's in her introduction. So the, the third episode opens with her, the thing. And through the I, episode I, with, with the TVA guard, where you see the TVA guard doing it. Right. And That's, through I that thought episode, she was going to be the enchantress. I thought they were going to introduce her as the enchantress there because I knew the enchantress's name was Sylvie at one point. But... As time went on, I kept, you know, I've, I've fallen for the bait of they told the you relationship. Female it's female Thor and the fact that she had horns. Right. They introduced her as a, as a variant of Thor, and that's what the TVA believes as well. But again, the TVA may, ex- may think, oh, the Enchantress is going to become Thor. Or right. Thor, I'm sorry, Loki. Right. Um, but we also see a Loki that took over the Thor role. Yes. You know, those types of things. So it's just, I, I'm surprised that for all the Mephisto talk that everyone was... No one's jerking their puds about. Like, no one seems to be on the idea that everybody. Is, although I'm not as connected. I'm not reading as much as I did with Wanda. I'm not looking at as many videos or whatever. Hey, speaking see. of which, do you know why Wanda wears glasses? Just so she can see? She lost her vision. Get out. Get out. Arabella told me that joke this Get week. Out. Take Arabella with you. Get out. <laughs> Wanda took over an entire town and tortured like <laughs> 600 people because she lost her vision. Glasses or no. <laughs> That's why she wears glasses. Wanda lost her vision. So anyways, Black Widow, the movie we've been waiting for for over a year, finally hit theaters and Disney Plus this week. And Somehow I think it's going to be... And nobody leading, watched it. ...leading the, black, uh, the box office this weekend. You think? It's funny to, to, that a movie about family is going to beat F9. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Dom's gonna be so pissed. Wait, you, you, you didn't see you didn't see Vin Diesel at the end there. <laughs> They're sitting at the table talking about family and everything. I just expected Vin Diesel like, because of all the know, freaking memes that have been out there. I just family. figured him just to sit down and go family. Well, I just I think it's funny family. to think <laughs> Vin Diesel's got to be so pissed that a movie about family is gonna <laughs> knock him out of the number one spot. In the, no, I think like he's, I think he's happy about all these memes going around because he's like, man, this is free publicity. Dude, the memes even... are probably doing better than the movie. He can't even read. Like, come on. No, I think, <laughs> who is it I was talking to is 
I was talking to somebody and I asked them, you know, what like how did F nine make last? Because uh, they're a huge Fast and Furious fan. I was like, how after eight movies do you still go and think that this is enjoyable to watch? He's like, and that's the point. It's not. It's not a good movie. It's something that I can go and just turn my brain off and watch things explode and I get what, that. I, I, I get why people go see those films. Yeah. I've seen I've seen a lot of bad films. I like the I've original. I've seen a lot of bad, you know, corny films that I like. For whatever reason, at all the reasons, I can't stand. Like, I think it might be the cars because I'm not into cars. Mm. So it's like other people that are it's stupid it's dumb and i get to see you know the the mazda rx 7000 xt with nitro so much nitrous oxide like come on guys that really doesn't do that um the first one was okay the fourth one was good and then other than that all the other ones i don't enjoy i didn't enjoy at all and i don't think i've seen anything past six so so you've missed all of charlie's theron's terrible yeah. hair so so far, domestically, Fast Nine has done one hundred thirty-seven thousand. Excuse me, one hundred thirty-seven million. One hundred thirty-seven thousand dollars. One hundred thirty-seven million internationally. It's done three hundred seventy-eight million. What did it make last weekend? That's my that's my question. Last weekend it opened last weekend, right? It did open last weekend. Oh. Mm. Um, let's see. So that was that would have been what the second through the fourth. Yes, the fourth. Fast and Furious Nine did twenty three million. Baby, uh, Boss Baby. It, did it only did twenty three million for the weekend. Twenty three, twenty three million for the weekend. Boss Baby did sixteen million. That's uh, even more Forever surprising. Purge did. I don't, don't care 12. about that. All I care about is how much it made because it's going to be interesting to see the number for Black Widow because my theater was packed mm. to the point where the back row when I bought my tickets on Wednesday or something. Basically, like sets of two, right? Because one's got that they have the little trays or the tables that turn into you. So one of them turns this way, one of them turns this way, and the arrow armrest between the two is smaller. I picked mine because the two next to me were empty, and then two were occupied. The two on the other side of me, and the two were occupied. These dudes picked the seats between, like, to my left, and it drove me crazy. They come in, they sit down, like, why are you sitting here? It makes no sense. Like I don't understand. They're looking at oh, we gotta get those this, this tickets that are right next to somebody. Gotta sit right there. Gotta shake the armrest. I do whatever. Well, that's probably the only tickets they could buy because oh no, it wasn't that packed. There was tons. Of, there was more seats on the other end of the aisle that weren't connected. They could have easily yeah, had two seats. But they probably wanted something in the middle. The same as you. It wasn't that much in the middle. It was off to the left. Yeah. My mind were when the first two tickets. You know, I imagine the first two tickets still were right in the middle there. But I just I don't get it. There should be mandatory. Uh, what Dazzler and I used to call guy space. When we go to the movies together, we would always sit one seat apart because we'd always be guy space. You'd have guy space. Well, the problem uh, is when the theater's completely empty and you sit down in your seats and the next people come in and they sit down right next to you. That happened to Mikey. And there's no one else in the theater. That happened to Mikey once. <laughs> we went to, I can't remember, was it? No, it was White Chocolate and I went to a theater once. And I think we changed seats three times because every time we sat down, there was either some loud mouth behind us or people sat right next to us. And then we ended up like on, on the wings over to the side. And I was just like, man, I'm not changing seats again. I still, <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see what Black Widow's numbers are and when they figure in the Disney Plus stuff. Well, you're never going to see the Disney Plus numbers. That's that's the problem is there's nothing. There's no reporting agency that's going to tell you that number because you, you've already had 
Mulan made a gajillion, zillion, billion, zillion, gillion, zillion dollars, and every Disney movie is going to be $30 on Disney+. Plus. And then two months later, like, it didn't make anything. You know, it didn't really do anything. The Zack Snyder thing. Oh, 40 million new subscribers because Justice League, Zack Snyder's Justice League of Palooza, it came on. No, no new subscribers, and something like 70% of the people that started it never finished it. So Black Widow, the good, bad, and the ugly. What did you think of the film? I liked it. The, the, the movie's not called Black Widow, Good, Bad, and the Ugly. should be. Ethan. It's it's just Black Widow. Black Widow's good. No shit. It's good. I liked it. Um, I'm probably never going to have the reaction I have to a Marvel film like I did with Avengers or Winter Soldier or Thor Ragnarok or Infinity War. Um, it's, it's good. The first I, 10 minutes of the movie, though, it doesn't feel like a Marvel movie. It feels. I mean, it feels no. just like a, a like a. It feels like the Americans, or you it feels know. like a Disney Plus series. Um, if you didn't know, if you didn't know Rachel Wise and David Harbour were in the movie and what they were playing, that first ten minutes would be fascinating. Yeah, because you wouldn't really know who they are until he throws the until yeah. he throws the uh, container. That's the idea. Um, it's it's good. It's really good. It's got a. The, I think it, the, there's two things that suffers suffers the wrong word. There's two things that. Don't necessarily go against it, but I think kind of bring it back a step. Number one is it's too late. Like, I don't really care about a story that's told right after Civil War. And then the second thing is the DNA of Winter Soldier is all over this. Totally. It's got a lot of the same beats. It's got a lot of the same feel. and it, But it doesn't have that same gravitas. Well, there's because other- of number, because of the first reason. It doesn't have... Like, I know where all these characters kind of go, or at least the character that we really know. We haven't seen any other characters in anything. We haven't seen the the White Widow. We haven't seen Yelena. You haven't seen the Red Guardian. You haven't seen Rachel Weisz's character, Melina. So we don't know what their roles are going forward. We'll find out at some point, I'm assuming, at least with, with Yelena. But it doesn't... It's kind of like the way that the, I reviewed Ant-Man where I said Ant-Man's... An, it's a Marvel movie. Right. Well, what's the review? That's it. It's a Marvel movie. It's something you can go and you can enjoy. Everyone's very good in it. The action's really good. But again, it it never had that kind of wow piece. The problem with Winter Soldier is it's the first, uh, the 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 that first movie that, that those guys, the Russo brothers did. And you saw it like, this is a different level of action. Yes. Just Steve running through the freighter, throwing the shield and throwing people overboard and punching people and... Like, this is different. This is totally different. And everything has been like that since, and it should be to me, because you can't go backwards. You can't You can't give me the, the fight sequences from, like, Captain America or whatever. One um, of the problems that it also has is the, I'm not saying that's the a danger of Black Widow dying. You well, know, so you you know, know she's not going to like die. Like I just said, you know where everybody goes. Right. And it, any Marvel movie you go to, if the character's in the title, they're not dying. Sure. So if, you, if there's a new Iron Man film with like you know uh, his daughter with Morgana, she ain't dying in that film, right? Um, so there was no danger of that anyway. You kind of wonder with some of the other characters where they may go. But like I said, the thing with it is to set it where it is. It has to be because Black Widow's dead. Yes. Um, it does introduce a couple of interesting concepts right after that you don't think of. We get an answer see, to, to Budapest when you sort of. Um, doesn't really tell you. Well, I guess either. Um, when you see Black Widow in Infinity War, 
when you see Natasha in the subway station and you realize, oh yeah, she's on she's on the, the Fugitive Avengers team. You forget she fought for Tony in Civil War. But of course, the last thing she did was to get Steve and Bucky to leave by, as they say in the film, she attacks the, the, the sovereign king. king of Wakanda. Yes. In order to do it. So it kind of puts that little piece there. You're like, oh yeah, huh. I mean, you know, it's, you know, she's, she's, she's gonna probably, now we have a, a concrete reason as to why she'd be on the run as well. And this is, even her, though this, she signed the accords. This seems to be right after that too. It's, it's within minutes of it. Yeah. Which is the, the, the final sequence leads me to believe it's actually set in between the, you know, however long it takes for Tony to get the package. Right. Tony Stank getting the package and Steve showing up at the raft. Natasha's with him by that point. Sure. She probably so, has the Quinjet that yeah. brings him there. Um, so there's pieces that, that are in there for those things. Florence Pugh is amazing. And that's where the, the, that's real, the, the big thing. The thing with this movie is we're going to get another movie. We're going to get a, either a Black Widow movie or something where she is a part of, whether she's a part of this, whether she's a part of, we're spoiling everything. Hopefully people stopped as soon as we started talking about it. If you haven't seen it yet. Can um, we hit the button now? It's kind of late. No, it's too, way too late. Um, we shouldn't have those buttons. We don't use those things. Um, that's why we need a producer. So we to, to, we need a producer for a lot of reasons. Um, Florence we Pugh. know the Florence Pugh's character can move forward yes. in this kind of role. And that's you, you, the replacing of these kind of roles and these people having Sam, you know, people were surprised that Sam's Sam, Sam's Captain America four is already in production or pre-production. Yes. Cause you're going to have another Captain America movie. It's not going to be the same person. You're going to have a black widow. It's not going to be the same person. You're going to have an Iron Man at some point. It's not going to be the same person. Whether it's Riri, whether it's Morgana, whether it's teenage Tony Stark, whatever. Um, is it Morgan? It's Morgan. Morgana. Yeah. Whatever. Morgana is Morgana's a different character. Morgana is a better character. She's more of a villain type. She's like an enchantress on, in a way. I know who Morgan, Morgana Le Fay is, but yes, it was whatever. I thought her name was Anyway, it doesn't matter. Morgan. Tony Stark's daughter can be take over the thing. I it's love you 3000. It's whatever. God, I'm sick of that already. Um... <laughs> So giving introducing that character, that's always the fear. You introduce that character, and nobody likes her. Okay, so here's the thing think, about this I don't movie. Think people are not going to not like her. This movie was a Black Widow movie. It wasn't an, a Natasha Romanoff film. This movie was, its main purpose was to have you fall in love with Yolanda. Yeah, Yolanda. Yelena. Yelena. Hello, I am Black Widow. <laughs> Yelena. Because from the as soon as Florence Pugh comes on the screen, you can't take your eyes off of her as an actor when she's when she's performing in her action scenes and just the lovability that you have that she has or you know that you have with this character when they're sitting there at the table and she's not saying a word, she has more going on in that little bit than a lot of Marvel characters have in their whole movies, but. You, you do. This movie was to totally set up you falling in love with her and accepting her as the next Black Widow, White Widow, whatever she's going to call herself. White Widow. As, as the equal to Natasha. And that, that's why, I mean, they were. They were equals in, in this, through this whole thing. You know, and that's why even at the end of it, when you, you, you know, when Rachel Wise and and Scarlett Johansson's characters switch places, basically, you have 
what well, you know you have Elena in white and you have Natasha in black you have you know the the, the old guard and the new guard the black widow mm-hmm. and the white widow well, I think the, they're not the same that's the thing is no, it, no 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 it really no you said that they're that Yelena and Natasha are the same. They're no, not. No, I that's mean, the whole point. I mean, on the same plateau. As far as, as far as like their skill set, and I'm thinking the skill set, but but even even <sighs> skill set. I guess skill set would be the best words for it. But you could you you could take one. You could believe. Okay, that's what I'm saying. You can believe that Yolanda can step into the role of the Black Widow or White Widow, Yelena. What I said, Yolanda, Yelena, Jesus! It's the, like you guys just watched the movie. The too. point of the point of it to me is that Natasha gets I out. I see it twice now, and Yelena doesn't, and Natasha never goes back for Yelena. No, no, that, that, that's not what I mean. I mean, for the MCU audience, with this film, knowing that knowing that Black Widow is dead after Endgame, the end credit somebody scene, else but the can end credit seed. Blows that out of the water to me. They totally can. And then, then, do you want to just skip to the end credit scene? What are you talking about? The other stuff. I mean, the action in it. I think the the one problem, if anyone, I mean, there was some, there was some things within it that you know there were plot holes. Obviously, it's a film. You know, it's an action film. There's going to be a little bit of plot holes and things like that, or things you're going. Well, wait a minute. How did this? You know, why did you know they're back? The 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 um the parachute just happens to be sitting in the most you know, convenient, convenient place. place. Not a plot hole. That's no, that's, I mean, I, there's little things like that, but a plot holes. You saying something like, how does, you know, it'd be like, how did, uh, how did Ross find him at the end? Well, she says it earlier. I already clicked the button, right? You know, I hit, I activated my tracker so that Ross knows. Where how did, at. how did, you know, the red room team find them? Cause I, you know, I called him in. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Those are covering up things. You know, those are filling those. Um, there was one that I, I saw that I kind of went, wait, that doesn't make a little, you know, a little bit of sense, but I can't remember now. And it wasn't that big of a deal to even hinder the film. Um, there was a point I was going to make, um, and I totally you forgot were, it now. Yeah, you were talking about action sequences. The action, to me, the action sequences in this were done very well. I, They're done very well, but when, when you have... So the problem with the theater is it has like five minutes, this five minute interview with with Scarlett Johansson and Rachel Weisz and David Harbour and Florence Pugh. And they're talking about the film. And even though I have my eyes closed, like, yeah, we're, we're going through the streets of Budapest in a in an armored car. And we've never seen that before. And you're going to see action in here that you've never seen before. And I'm like, no, no, we're not. Yeah, it's still like the sequence of her fighting all the different widows was pretty cool. Yeah, but it felt less polished. Than something like Winter Soldier. Oh, sure. But again, I don't want to be negative. But I liked it. I liked it a lot. It's something I do want to see again. I didn't. Come That's part of the out of it, of it going. Yeah. Oh my god! I can't wait to you know. And I, but also admitting to myself, I'm probably never going to have that reaction with a Marvel film again. It's going to be very difficult for. I'll, I'll put it this way: a Marvel film that isn't X Men. Like if you give me a new X Men film and it's amazing because I love X Men, I might have that. They're never going to do a Punisher film. Um, versus. Something like this, that again, having the DNA of Winter Soldier in terms of somewhat in terms of the plot, but also kind of the action and the you're you're finding somebody from your past and those kind of pieces, it just sort of like, okay, cool. I it's there. I got it. Awesome. Um Florence Pugh's 
White Widow, Yelena, follows the pattern of all of Marvel's heroes now are quippy. Oh, totally. Super quippy. And that's, I like to see somebody a little bit different. But that was what, one of the point. things to help you fall in love with her a little bit. A little bit, but it's also the person that just got out of being a murderous assassin, and she's really okay with it. Like, I'm a mind-controlled murderous assassin, and I got some red dye on me. Cool. All right, I'm fine. And now I'm going to get really quippy. My, my sister shows up. I haven't seen her in 20 years. Yeah. She escaped. She didn't rescue me. No big deal. No big whoop. She was an Avenger. I was. Yeah. yeah. She's an Avengers. You get a little bit of that. And I think they threw that away too quickly. But by the time they get in the helicopter, it's gone. Right. What, what happens in the gas station, that's where it is. Like, you don't mm. understand. You didn't come back. Yes. You didn't save it. And it's, it transfers to the parents once the parents are there. But her relationship with Natasha should be way more fractured. Mm. And she says, you're on, the, you're on the cover of a magazine. You save the world. That's when they're great. sitting there at the I've table. I've spent the last them. 20 years mind-controlled by the guy that you think you killed, who you also killed his daughter. Mm-hmm. And I've been killing people. I've been murdering people. And that's part of the ugly is that, to me, at that at, when they're sitting there with the beer, you know, uh, right after the, the gas station scene, they it almost feels like it's too rushed right there of their relationship. A hell of a lot more rushed than the change in Thor, because that that's a good reason for that. Yeah. There's this is just sort of like Yelena's <laughs> Yelena's um that's the word I'm looking for. It's not anger, but I can't even think of, of what it is. Her being upset, her her drama with her sister, it just gets it's gone almost immediately. Did you like the the making fun of the posing? Yeah, they got to do something that's different. Yeah. That she does not thing. It was cool. I laughed a lot. It's good. I don't... The problem with this is we always focus on the things that are bad. Okay. Well, so speaking of bad... that stuff. Speaking David of, Harbour is fantastic. Speaking of what potentially bad, and, I, and it doesn't bother me, but I can see Marvel fans, especially fans of the comic books, totally freaking out. Taskmaster. Taskmaster. Snake eyes? Yeah, totally. Um, as soon as I, about halfway through, figure it out, and I'm, I start chuckling to myself because it's totally the same thing with snake eyes. Yeah. Take the helmet off, and it's not who you think it, it's going to be, and everybody loses their mind. I mean, it, right. has been, it has been a weekend or a week. Larry Hama came out and said he saw snake eyes, and he admits that I understand why they made the changes they did, and it's a good film. And then everyone's like, Larry Hama's a sellout, and he's a liar, and he got paid. Like, you guys have spent years telling me that Larry Hama's the last word on G.I. Joe. And now, and, and a lot of them are just like, he's a, he's so woke now, he's a stupid female snake guard. Anyway, uh, with the Taskmaster, same thing. Taskmaster is one of my favorite villains. I knew this wasn't the Taskmaster of the comics. And here's the other thing. Here's the great part. I want everybody to listen. I don't care! But here's the other thing about it. He's, they say... The Taskmaster program. Protocol. Protocol. Mm -hmm. That means that you can have another Taskmaster. You know, if if they wanted to, to, down the road. Remember when Zemo came out and everybody hated Zemo? Because he was, that's not the Baron. And then it took over and then it disappeared. (laughs) That was Zemo Zemo Light. (laughs) Zemo Light. Ice came in and said, F you, Zemo, check this out. (laughs) And now we have White Claw. Like, come on. But right, people need to drink too. I was I was okay with Taskmaster because it makes sense for. The, I love the, Taskmaster. The story. I bought Taskmaster the first Marvel Legends Taskmaster. I bought the and you three didn't and like the quarter. costume at first. You didn't like the, the the head or the the helmet. 
No, I was fine with it. Because it was more... Because I actually thought at one point... You're not going to have a dude in a white half skull be on that thing. It just isn't going to happen. I thought... But see, that's what I thought at first. Maybe when he took... Before I realized who it was, I thought maybe when he takes the mask off, it was going to be almost like a a skull face or like a tattoo or something. You took the idea of Taskmaster. You took the ability. Yes. archetype of it or the idea that Taskmaster in the comics... It was a he can copy any move once he sees it and put him into this and 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 we just adjusted it to this. It had nothing to do with the red room. Nope. Um, he's not a mercenary. Is that there's a lot of you can pick these pieces up and this is what I like in the MCU. You can pick what kind of fits for what you're doing, mm-hmm. uh, and then put it into this idea. Natasha and Yelena in the comics not related at all. Correct. Yelena is bred by the Red Room to replace Natasha once she defects. Correct. So Yelena has no connection to her. She's a villain. Mm-hmm. A, an actual for, for a yeah, long time. Comments. Yeah, she's still a villain. I mean, she she well, did the she, Thunderbolt. She did. I mean, she's done. Well, she's well, been in these different places, so she definitely has the, the the villain, you know, background archetype DNA, whatever you want to call it. The idea that Red Guardian is not Natasha's adopted father. Obviously, Yelena and Natasha are not blood sisters. Well, they're not uh, even they're, adopted. They were all put together for this one right. mission. But they still, yes, adopt whatever you want to call it. Um, Red Guardian has no no history with Black Widow that, Correct. that I'm aware of. Correct. Has no history with Yelena that I'm aware of. So you take these pieces and you put them into kind of this new story. The funny thing is, is Marvel fans seem to accept it a hell of a lot easier than G.I. Joe fans do. Oh, Totally. Um, even I know there's fans. old people, you know, there's there's older fans that I find. I still remember the guy that got so pissed about Ant-Man because it wasn't Hank Pym. And he yes. kept saying, this is where a lot of my feeling of the word supposed to be came from. He just kept saying, but it's supposed to be Hank Pym. And I said, Scott Lang was Ant-Man. Uh, uh, Hank, um, uh, uh, Hank Pym was Ant-Man. Uh, freaking... Goliath, Goliath yes, Ant-Man, yes. and then the, the villain Ant-Man too, Eric something. Mm-hmm. I can't remember his name. I said, there's been four Ant-Men in the comics alone. And there's a female Ant-Man. There was eventually a female Ant-Man, yes. Um, but at the time, I was like, there's, there's four Ant-Men already. Scott Lang is one of them. So right. they're just telling Scott Lang's story. But and Scott even, Lang is not Ant-Man. It's Hank Pym. And it's they even show to be, you Hank Pym as supposed to be Ant-Man Hank Pym. It. It's supposed to be Hank Pym. They got it wrong. They got it wrong, and I, I remember saying, "Like, sir, you haven't even seen the film yet. Doesn't I'm not going to see it. I'm not going to see it. It's wrong. It's supposed to be Hank Pym. I don't know why they can't get these stories right. It's because they're just stories. And that's been one of the big threads with the GI Joe things. Like, they're fictional characters, right? Yes. If you get a white actor to play Martin Luther King, that's wrong. If you get a black actor to play Mickey Mantle, that's wrong. You're trying to do a biography that has." Some sort of basis in truth. If you get an Asian if Jewish you're going man to, take, to be Hitler, if that's you're wrong. going to take a fictional character with a fictional backstory and you're not connecting it again, this isn't this isn't like if you were to make. I'm trying to think of somebody who actually survived. Um, if Wanda was a, 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 a Latina woman in WandaVision, well, that doesn't make any sense. It's obviously a continuation of what we've seen before. I mean, yes, but the if you had put, if, if you had made. Wanda, Latina, and Age of Ultron. When it doesn't make sense, she's supposed to be from Sokovia, but whatever. Or she, in the story, she's from Sokovia. Whatever fits the story is going to work. We've Correct. seen some of the gender changes. We have, in, you know, because of Ultimates, we got Nick Fury as Samuel Jackson. 
Because in the Ultimates comic book, Brian Hitch based his Nick Fury in an alternate universe on Sam Jackson. Well, Mm -hmm. Sam Jackson actually plays that role. So it doesn't matter. Like, who cares? There's these different pieces, and and it can be new, and it can be different. And that's where if someone's going to tell me, you know, but Elaine is supposed to be this. Well, Fred Guardian's supposed to be this. No, you're still stuck on something. The MCU has nothing to do with comics. It's a basis. Even Winter Soldier. It's not, it's not even close to being adapted to what Winter Soldier was in Ed Brubaker and Steve Epting's run. There's elements. And There's pieces of yes. it, sure. It's Bucky. He gets his arm chopped off. He had some connection to Hydra. But they took that story. They throw Black Widow into it because he's Russian. And then they take Hickman and Bendis' Secret Warriors, throw that in there, and then go. You go from there. And you get something that and I think that's one of the reasons that I loved it so much is it took all these different elements it was one of those films that took these different elements of stuff that was already in the MCU, mm-hmm. stuff that existed in the comics, and they rolled it into like another big ball and gave it to you mm-hmm. with this new kind of vision that's there. And I think well, vision isn't used in, in not the character, but creative vision in a brand entertainment that allows you to make changes, that allows you to adapt. It's an adaptation. Look at look at Peter Quill. His dad in the comic books is not ego. You know, that's a that's a Batman story. <laughs> Going for full circle, yeah. So, or sorry, a f- a sphere because ego is a planet. And he, uh, it's a sphere. It's a, a different. I don't. When changes make sense, if you, even if you make change for change sense, right. for change sake, I get diversity. I get it. I get it. I get it totally. Of course, you want people. You, you don't have to just cater to old white guys, right? Which is two thirds of this table. Um, so you can put people from diverse backgrounds up there. And even if that diverse background doesn't necessarily inform that character, it's still there. You can still see like that, that person's up there in a position of power to have an actor or an actress in a position to be in a Marvel film, regardless of their race, their, their, their beliefs, their whatever, you know, it just, it just, it's, I don't know. Um. No, I, and I totally agree with you. Yeah, and I just know that knowing how fans are on social media, especially when they're you know they're characters that they expect to be a certain way, i.e., Snake Eyes, you know, Taskmaster. But I feel like with Marvel, that doesn't happen. Not That's to the not to the degree it does in other. It's not. It's not a trending topic at any point. There isn't everything that's that's everything that's posted about Snake Eyes. Now, it could just be. Snake Eyes swords are being auctioned. This is a stupid movie because he's Asian. If someone just posts, like, when we get the post that says Black Widow blows up the box office, makes $100 million this weekend or whatever, not every quote on our social media things is going to be, yeah, but they got Taskmaster wrong. Sure. I didn't go see it because Taskmaster isn't a skull. Right. It's like, you don't even, I don't even think he's white. He's just kind of like a skull. He's a perfect character. He's just all of them, just the bones beneath us that, that Lois. I just, it drives me crazy when... Okay, so, the end credits. We get, the first end credit, we get Natasha in her, uh, in her Infinity War outfit, which goes back to the, you know, the movie. The that's movie. not even, that's just, that's just the end scene before the yeah, credits. Yeah, just the end of the movie. That, well, okay, yes, yes, you're correct, that is. There, there really wasn't a mid-credit scene no, in this one. it just goes all the way to the end. But we, we have her in the vest and the black outfit. We get the vest as, a, you know, a plot point within the movie. It's which not a is, plot point. It's just a piece of the movie. 
She changes her clothes and she gets a vest. Yes, but there is enough conversation about the vest where the vest almost that's, becomes a character. That's not plot, though. That's true. That's not. That's plot. the thing. It's not. It's not plot. Um, it's an interesting pull. You know, it's an interesting thing that the vest that she was wearing in Infinity War came from her sister in this. Yeah, that's what you can do when you go backwards. Yes. Um. Yes, we see her in with the short. Blonde when hair. the toy, even when the toys came out, people pointed that out. That Yelena's I never put it together until Yelena's the vest is from Infinity War. Never put it together until the end of it. I was just like, oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, that's a, uh-huh. that's no. the vest from. Okay, cool. Um, Kick ass. The end credit scene, however, we have Yolanda. 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 Well, Yelena. Out, Jesus, this, this the film takes place in. Well, it starts in 1995. Yes. And then the rest of it is 2016. Yes. Directly on the heels of Civil War. It opens, the the, the modern part of it, The is it opens with um, uh, Natasha on the run from... Uh, Berlin. From, yeah, from, from, from Ross. Ross and everything. Yeah. Um, but the end credit scene takes place now. Yes. It doesn't necessarily tell you exactly where, but we see Natasha's tombstone. Looks like it's been placed. It, it's been. It looks like it's been there for a, you know at least a little bit. Like a few uh, yeah, months. but the flowers. The flowers are still fresh. Yeah, and we see Elena's got a dog. Yes, and she really loves Clueless because that outfit totally looks like <laughs> it totally looks like it's Clueless. Yes, white and the the black and yellow checkered. Um, uh, and then we get um, not a major character. Again, we, it's not a major character. But it is a character that this was entered in. This is what that character is. It's Nick Fury. And totally, it's Nick yeah, Fury. And that's 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 not the type of thing. It's Thunderbolt's Nick. It has Fury. no problem with the fact that she's going to be the kind of connecting piece. What I'm talking about is just like with with WandaVision, they were never going to introduce Wanda as a villain in the middle of this. And when you know a movie's coming, right? So we're not. I, if Kang is the big bad, he ain't showing up in the last episode of Loki, right? That's what I'm saying. If Doctor Doom. They've been waiting this entire time to get the rights back to yes. do a Fantastic Four movie that hopefully doesn't suck a whole bunch of ass. They're not going to show Doctor Doom there. If, he's gonna, if it's if it's if it's Sylvia and Latvia, that I would take. That she's sure. like Latveria. She's just like they're like what? This is my home now. I took it for some doctor at some point. That's a throwaway type of thing. Yes, to have them like you will bow before Doom. Not going to happen. Right. Having um, Contessa. Why can't I remember her last name? Valentina. If it's Valentina? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Having Valentina show up makes sense. Even though she's introduced in Falcon and Winter Soldier, again, she's only in two scenes, three scenes in Falcon and Winter And you see part of it. The interesting thing with this, this is the, the, the final credit scene to me is as interesting as the rest of the film. Totally. Because we know Yelena's going to go forward. So we know that she's working. Yes. And she's has been working, working. She's working for Contessa. Yes. She has been working. She asks for a raise. Yes. So what exactly is she doing? Again, we've had... Um, we know that at some point in the comics backstory, she's been a part of the Thunderbolts. Yes. And when I saw that, I'm like, that's who Contessa's in charge of. Oh, Thunderbolts totally. are going to be something different. They'll be like a black ops group. But it is people that are questionable. That have killed people before, that have yes. done, you know, whatever. She's putting well, together... John Walker was even in... He was a, a Thunderbolt for a little bit. He had it. He, yes, he, he had it. it for, yes. He was also in a wheelchair at the time. Um, he ran the prison that they escaped out of. Right. The best. Oh, so good. Um, 
But you can't tell me there's not a Thunderbolts coming. No, this is the one where I said that's that's got to be it. They're gonna they're gonna call themselves the Thunderbolts, and Ross it's not is, the Ross same. Is the the it because and Ross is Thunderbolt Ross. The yes, name has, comes. The name's going to come from him. I don't think it comes from him. We'll see. Because you know, I, I don't know how much more John Hart's. Gonna see, be I'm in wondering. I'm wondering if I'm wondering if Katessa works for him. He it's the anti Avengers, or it's the, or or. It was well, it his version to take out the Avengers if the Avengers needed it. It destroys any credibility he has in Civil War, though. Because none of these are probably, you know, Walker would have signed this. Well, Scovia Accords don't exist anymore, but I don't know if he would sanction this type of group. I think this is, this is, this is the... Uh, you don't think he would have been trying to put together a group that would have been able to no, take out the Avengers if they needed to? And again, this is all happening in real time. This is after, right? So that this is not a group that's put, that's put together. Um, this would be probably that's the thing is not knowing where exactly it's set. The end credit scene. We don't know if this is before John Walker, yeah, or after, or significantly before, or just before. Well, it sounds like she's been working that that Elaine has been working for her for quite a right. while. But you could also set this a year after. Oh sure, yeah. After, you know, yeah so, then she's already recruited John Walker and yeah. some other people, and that's the, the the interesting stuff that's there. That is kind of the breakdown of where we go forward with this character, and what we're headed towards, and that's where the Thunderbolts thing came in. Is like that's a possibility, a real possibility that they're putting together an antihero team, and it. My guess is because remember, Shield doesn't exist anymore right. in any real sense. Shield is portrayed. Shield is an international organization. Mm-hmm. The U.S. would love to have its own version of that. Right. And Gadessa also doesn't seem to... She's not working directly with, you know, the government. She's and her character there. in the comic books, she was very questionable anyways. She was a lot more ruthless yeah, she, than Fury. She betrays Fury. Yes. She's a bad guy. Yes. Um, which is why having that character played by Elaine is very it's, odd. It's she's fantastic. Great, oh, though. my God. She's fantastic. Do you, do you think um, Captain America 4 could... I mean, not, not not the plot for Captain America four, but like the end credit scene could be her recruiting Bucky. Because remember, Winter Soldier was a yeah, and that's another questionable character that you've already established that you could put I don't in know there. If she puts him on the same team as John Walker, though. But we'll see. Um, I think you'll see a lot of characters introduced with whatever her team's going to be. Um, that's where we'll get Venom. Uh, Agent Venom. Well, Venom was on that team too. Matt Cargan was on. Yeah, that team. that's true. Yeah, when he was a Scorpion. He yeah, kept, he kept eating people, eating guards, when he was at the facility. Um, it's an interesting way to to move the MCU along, and well, move it along where is, you can also have it as a Disney sort of plus version of the yeah, Avengers. We sort of wonder where the final portion of this is, and this is the other part I wanted to talk. About. She knows that. Everyone knows Natasha's dead. Yes. It sure seems like she knows the circumstances of it. Does, does Blames it. Clint Barton. She know, Well, she knows it. How Clint's does team. she know? That's the thing is, with the Avengers coming back, this is what I talked about with, with WandaVision. Yeah. How much does the world know? How much do the world governments know of exactly what happened? Because it's, like, it's not like they called the president and said, hey, we're going to go through the time stream and pick up right. Infinity Gems and come back and win. Right. We don't know how they got... We know as an audience how they got the Soul Stone. The Avengers know how they got the Soul Stone. 
even all the people at at Tony's funeral. Yes. Not all of them know how they got the stone. The stone. Correct. You could even go so far as to say, Captain Marvel, Nick Fury, Maria Hill. They have no idea how Natasha doesn't come back because the same thing with Steve. But you would assume that to some of those people, like Nick Fury, Clint would have told them the circumstances. They would have been debriefed. Maybe. Well, that's the thing. There's no official sanctioning body. So who's debriefed and who isn't? Remember, Vision is stolen while Wanda is snapped. I remember. Because he's not snapped. They're they're holding on to it until she she comes back. She fights in the Battle of New Jersey or upstate New York or the Avengers campus, whatever the hell you want to call it. You figure she probably goes to Fury's... Yeah. um, She probably goes to Fury's funeral. Fury's funeral. To Tony's funeral. And then what? When we see WandaVision, it sure seems like within the next day, she has the piece of paper, the, 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 the stuff from Vision of a home that has never been built. Well, remember, the same thing here. Who is, not knowing who Contessa is, how does she know that Clinton and Natasha were together and only Clint survived? But also remember, there's five years in between Infinity War and Endgame. And by when we get to Endgame, Natasha is pretty much leading the World Council. Yes. So the World and Council... Clint's also a villain. And Clint's a villain. They're, the World Council doesn't exist of people, of leaders on the Earth, leaders from Earth. The World Council is basically a galactic council where you had Captain Marvel, War Machine, Rocket, Miss Marvel, or Captain Marvel, you know, and... and, and um, Danny. Not Danny, uh, Aquaya. Aquaya, yes. So you, you had that was your world council at that time, or galactic council, however you want to call it. I think they were security council. Or security council. There yeah. you go. That's a better term for it. I think they were the galactic security council. Yes. I think it's important that the picture that she shows. Now, Sword may know that. some from debris. From, it seems like the Sword Avengers do. don't have to answer any questions. No, but even. even um, uh, what's, uh, uh, the FBI guy in, uh, in WandaVision. Woo, Wong. Wu. Wong? Woo. 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 Wong is... Jimmy Woo, isn't it? Yes, Jimmy, Jimmy Woo. Woo. Yeah, you're right. Woo knew a lot about what happened at the Battle of Upstate New York. But again, it's not the battle. Sure. It, Natasha it, dies on another planet on the other side of the universe with only one other person there. Yes. With one other person. How does anybody other than Clint... Technically, no one outside of Clint could know. Clint right. could just come back and, like, Natasha didn't make it. Yes. Do they know the details? Do they know whatever? I'm sure it the seems Avengers like they do. do. He's got to tell them. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I, I shot Natasha with an arrow and threw her off of a cliff. Um, what if, I mean, like, it, it, this is all speculation because you don't actually see it happen. But it's like, you know, some sort of interview or something, Hawkeye, been like, yeah, she sacrificed her life. To save you guys or something like that. It could know? be. But where... There's questions when those people leave. Or like, because, you know... But again, they don't answer to anybody. That's right. The, that's the thing that I keep talking about. When the, the ambiguity of what the world thinks of Steve Rogers is the fact that Rogers disappears off of a time platform and necessarily doesn't come back. Right. Yeah. He lives his life as something else. We don't know if old Steve has passed away in the short time between the end of Endgame and when we have Falcon and Winter Soldier. Or he's on the moon. Or he's on the moon. Or he's living his you know, the final part of his life yeah. in, in Brooklyn. But again, there's not... you know People can ask the Avengers, 
who just saved the entire universe, what the hell happened? And they can tell you, we're not going to tell you. It happened to us. We just got to know that everything's okay now. What sort of what sort of authority is there? But or, Valentina or even, seems to know that specifically that uh, think of Clint that. and Natasha were together, and right. he's the one responsible for that's, her death. That's where my question is. What I like about it is it opens these questions up as to who she is and how does she know because we can assume that they didn't tell anybody right. outside of their circle. Mm-hmm. So how does she know what happened on Val Valor Vandor? What I don't even remember what the hell. Vormir, Vormir, Vormir. So many V's. Now, does this could also be she, Clint being like, "Hey, you know, uh, Tony's getting a bunch of you know, notice and praise and whatever. I want the world to know no about Natasha." That's, this, I that, think because nah. of, because of the thing of the funeral, it's not that. It's this is, totally this, outside this is of the his thing character. that that. that it's, what if Valentino just wants to kill Clint? That, that's the other thing, yes. That's the other thing. If she figures out Clint came back, Natasha didn't, nobody knows outside of the Avengers. Nobody knows exactly what happened. I can spin that to Natasha's sister, quote-unquote, that Clint killed her or that Clint's responsible for her death. He either screws something up if he doesn't have a direct hand in killing her or he says, look, he was, he was murdering Yakuza all over the street. Because as far as we know, nobody knows that she's still alive after she goes and picks him up from from Japan. Correct. You know, no one of authority. No one, you know, this half of the world still exists. Half of the world still doesn't exist when she goes and grabs him from Japan. So he can come back to the United States. I'm sure there's not, you know, he's not going through customs. Right. He's not looking at a passport. Oh, Clint Barton. What's up, man? Sorry about your family, bro. Here you go. go into, you know, he's brought back to go to the Avengers compound. Nobody knows he's here. Yeah. So he can, she can spin it as, or she's making the wrong assumption. That yes. Clint and, and Natasha went somewhere, and only Clint came back. And so because the last time we saw Clint, he is murdering gangsters all over the world, he did something to Natasha. Natasha tried to stop him. She was, he was labeled as a threat, right? Because that's the, and in the council, they're talking about, like, we got to talk about Clint and what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Because it's it's War Machine, isn't it? Yes. That that that, that says she, it. It's Rody that says like yeah. She, uh, Natasha like, gotta, has him tracking tracking him down. Yeah. He knows where he is and mm-hmm. where to go. So it, it's, now, do you think this confirms Yelena is going to be in the Hawkeye series? Sure, makes it seem like. I don't think it confirms anything. I don't know where that story goes. And that there's the thing is, is the Hawkeye series. Then you talk about every movie, every entertainment has an agenda, not an agenda like oh, it's going to be so. But agenda is like it's trying to get to a certain point. It's trying yes. to tell you a story that ends somewhere. Is that just to do Kate? And then we see the the final, you know, the the Wanda here's her kids scene. For that is Yelena shows up at Clint's door because remember Clint has his family back, correct, and all of that. So is that part of it? Is that that's where we're going to see it? That's where we'll see the two of them, and then that story comes even later because again, with the way as they've kind of said. Um, all these stories, they've got all these new avenues in order to tell stories. They don't necessarily have to have every movie lead into another. Right. You can take breaks. You can have, you know, we all the, the end credit scenes from the other ones led to kind of the next thing, right? After a while. Yeah. Well, even in the beginning, you had the end of Gap lead to Thor or whatever. Right. You know, the, the, the hammer. Um, and so it could be where now you, you can have something that's leading somewhere, but it's not a thread you're going to... 
going to pick up for another year or two because you know you're still going to exist. Right. When they you know they get to the end of Iron Man, like, well, if this doesn't do well, we're never making an Avengers film, but, but we're like- going to put that thing there, and that's what helped to make you know make those films successful is that we already knew where we were going. If you're selling me on the idea that we're going to do a Hawkeye series, but we're going to do a second season of Hawkeye, and it's not going to be Kate, but it's going to be Clint. Based off of this, I'm like, well, I'm excited to see what that is because right. it's probably Yelena chasing him. Right. And where does that go? So that's that's kind of it's just these options but that are open. You know how we had the Thanos thread in the first part of the MCU? It seems like the the thread, right, or the, the, the Infinity Stones as being the thread to lead up to Thanos. It seems like the Valentina, Valentina is the thread right now leading up to whatever's next. Could be that they're, but like, then you hey, also we, have, but but we also we have the multiverse thread. It could be that okay, first first three phases or first ten year goal was you know the Avengers, you know maybe we're switching it up and it's going to be, you know, the opposite basically. You could make the argument that the next the next phase is actually reforming the Avengers. Yeah, because the the implication there's there's, there's no Avengers right now. Yeah, um, post post uh, or that turn that the Avengers have to come back together because the thunder you bring the Thunderbolts team together, but they're so they're they're so be, questionable. It could be something that you need to have something to yeah, stop them as a TV series. And I, I think Thunderbolts is going to end up as a as a series. Let's see, um, but it, I, I think it's it's we've had two. We've had two post-credit things, one from the movie, one from TV, TV that has uh, Contessa in it. Do you and think then it's we inter- have one kind of cosmic thing, and we'll see what happens next week with Loki if there's a scene at the end of that. Do you think it's interesting that you've had that they are doing this the the Contessa Valentina thing, one from TV, one from movie? That it's you're you're bridging that that gap that we you know we. That we talked about. And granted, it's not a major character or major plot. Well, that's the point. thing is you can do the small things. Yes. That's what I'm saying. You can do the small things in it. Um, because if anyone saw this today. Because remember, we they were supposed they to get see. Doctor Strange in WandaVision, and then we didn't. Right. But that if anyone been saw that first this. crossover, and it didn't work because he was too big a character. The, the, the creators didn't like the fact that he seemed to be mansplaining to her. Right. And I think they all just thought, like, Let's not bring in the character that everybody knows and just kind of take away this type of stuff. Well, you remember, everybody thought that Tony was going to show up in this. And they also thought Clint was going to show up in this. We did hear his voice, but, you know, it's very briefly. Uh, but everybody thought Tony was definitely going to be in this. That was one of the weirdest things that they kept going. I said, I guess he's in the end credit scene. And then she came out like, oh, he's not in it at all. So we've been mm-hmm. lied to I'm for gl- a year and I half. was glad that he wasn't. I wasn't in it. I, just, I told you the first time someone said, like, oh, he's in it. I'm like, no. Yeah. Give me it no more Tony. Away, it takes away from. We know he's going to be the operating I think, system. I think that's the same thing with Cap, though, that you don't put Cap in it either. Even though it had been cool to see him come I think out. it would have fit, it but I get it, yes. why you don't. Yes. And I get even, you know, Chris Evans is probably like, I don't want to do a Marvel thing right now. Right. You know, maybe five years down the line, we do something special. But if it's something there that's just right after. Yeah. Now, we've had two years since Endgame. So it's sort of like, well, come on, bro. Like, I get it. Like, I didn't want it in 2020. But 2021, I could use some sweet cap walking out of the Quinjet. Like, let's go break our friends out of prison. I was watching last weekend. We were watching uh, Winter Soldier. It was on when they were doing it. I was like, really? As much as I like Sam as cap, I really miss Evans as cap. 
But that's the beauty of it. It's not, it didn't go anywhere. No, I know. Movies are the thing with movies is it's different. You're only going to get these guys for a certain amount of time. Right. Sure. That's the thing. Is you. you but it's a great the, evolution of the, the shield. The infinity of it, the, the the finite nature of it, is why it's so different than comic books or whatever. Yes. You can use the Joker every two years in a comic book. You can't make two out of the three Batman films you're going to make in a six year period with a Joker. Correct. Because you're just you're, you're overusing him. And so that's where when people are talking about, that's always my thing with Suicide Squad, the Joker should have been the villain. You can do a non-Batman film and you get to use the Joker. Yes. Having the Joker in three separate films, if you had the Joker in a Superman movie and a Suicide Squad movie and a Batman movie that are like six years total apart, right? That, that would make a lot of sense to me because you're not just seeing the same thing. That's why like so pissed off that they killed Claw. Claw would have been a great villain for half of the people that you're playing around with. Yeah. How great would he have been in Falcon and Winter Soldier? Oh, yeah. As a, as a smuggler. Yeah. You know, but you, you shot him in the head. Stupid Killmonger. Well, Taskmaster is still technically alive. That's it. They didn't kill Taskmaster, and there's a reason for that. Yeah. <laughs> I have a bow off with Clint. <laughs> I love I love the fact that you, you, did, you saw Taskmaster use the shield like Cap does, use the bow and arrow, and even ricocheted, you know, kind of, you know, in a trick shot like, you know, Clint would. And then you also, you get that great shot. I thought that that shot was to mimic Bucky when he was shooting at Nick Fury's car. When he, he shoots the, he, the magnetic bomb that goes under Nick Fury's car and then launches back up, it kind yeah, it's of not the, it's not the same skill set because he's got to yeah. use a bow and arrow. And one, yeah, the, one's using a gun, a rifle, and one's using. Keep, I keep referring to Taskmaster as he because I'm thinking of yeah. Like, the thing with the Taskmaster in this is he can watch video, and and be able to mimic. I think in the comic he has to actually start to fight you. Mm-hmm. You know, he watches your moves and can use all your moves against you. Yes. Maybe different than that. It's the last time I I've read a Taskmaster piece in a while. He's in he's in that that Punisher run when Punisher has the war machine armor. Mm-hmm. He's on it for long. He's like, nope, not doing this. He's the one that he's like, yeah, f that. But yeah, there was, Frank Castle has, a, has the war machine. I'm gone. I'm out. It's going to destroy this whole country. Before. No, uh, I thought this movie was you know as good as any other MCU film. It, I liked it. It's it's, it's, it's not it's not there. it's not my you know Winter Soldier you know Guardians of the Galaxy any of those. But much like I have to tell every Star Wars fan that loves Empire, you're never getting it again. So right. That's, that's the first. That's the first step to accept that it's it's okay for things to be okay. It's okay for things to be good. Right. Not every Marvel movie is going to make you pucker your asshole and just shoot a bloat into your shorts. It's just not going to happen. A bloat? A bloat. That's um, a big load. It's an upload. You're going to upload. You're going to upload it into your shorts. Um, going to upload it into your shorts. So like I said, as much as we've kind of talked about... Uh, There's the name of the hip. The, 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 <laughs> no. No. Um, just put Black Widow on it. <laughs> God's sakes. Don't put Black Widow uploads your shorts. It's not going to work. <laughs> I'm not listening to that. I blowed my shorts. Blowed my shorts. <laughs> blowed my shorts. There it is. I think that might be the last Simpsons joke I really died on is a later episode where they're on. Uh, it's a flashback. Hey, speaking of Simpsons, did Hold you on. want I'm in the middle for oh, Jesus, Jesus Christ. Calm the. F- mm. there you go. Um, like that's going to stop me. They're, uh, it's Carl, Lenny, and, and Homer, and it's a flashback, and Homer's jumping into like this lake. But before that, they're talking about this new thing called the internet. It's like, yeah, it's a webbing inside of your swim shorts, so it, it keeps it all secure. And he jumps off the thing, and he's like, whoa. I just, I just downloaded into my internet. 
<laughs> um, <laughs> did you watch the the Simpsons Loki episode? Yes. What do you think? I want every single one of those I toys. No, every single one of those toys. I love some of the choices they make. I <sighs> Millhouse is Hawkeye. Yeah, give me that. Give me that right now. I just want it. I need it. Comic book guy is Iron Man. It's fun. It's funny. Mm-hmm. And then the design work is great. Ralph it's not is overdone. Oh, God. It was and so... And then go back to the Avengers Tower with Loki. <laughs> it was... Yeah. It was so fucking hilarious. It was so good. Um, yeah. I just... Did, but the, the treehouse was Groot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was that, that long shot. I paused that long shot like twice. Yeah. Just to like figure out... Uh, Santa's little helper was Rocket. <laughs> yep. And... Um, <sighs> Skinner's mom is Skinner's. Is, no. Was she rescue? Yes, Skinner's mom is rescue because um, Mrs. Van Houten is Captain Marvel. Yes, Luann is Captain Marvel. No, it's Revlon. No, it's Revlon Lovejoy's wife. Oh yes, what was Luann? Oh crap. Um, <sighs> Luann. They they were uh, they. No, that's not how you spell Simpsons. Uh, it oh, was on a picture or something, wasn't it? I'm sure there's there's something in there. <sighs> she wasn't Captain Marvel. I forget now. Uh, Mrs. Lovejoy is Captain Marvel. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. I mean, it was so. Did you watch it, Ethan? I haven't watched it. Yet. Oh God, it's so funny. It's so good too. Lisa's Thor. <laughs> Mo is Vision. Mo's Vision. Uh, they did both. They did Ned as Ant Man, and they have somebody else as Giant Man. That was one of the scenes that I saw, and I was like, oh, that's cool. As all of us look at our phone, find if somebody's there. There's one of the screenshots. Um, oh, yeah. Is comic book guy Quicksilver? Comic book guy's Quicksilver. They have the sisters as Agatha and Wanda. Oh, Giant, Giant Man is Rainier Wolfcastle, and he's got the sign. This is what happens when Disney buys Marvel and Fox. Carl was, uh, Carl was, uh, or Carl no. is Nick Fury. Yes. Um, Mrs. Skinner is Black Widow. And then uh, Dr. Ned is Dr. Strange. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Nick, not Dr. Ned. Um, what's his name? The one-armed, uh, guy. Was Captain I don't America. even remember his name. He owns the Army Navy store. Yes, yeah, he does. He's Captain America because he has the, the trash can shield. Luanne is She-Hulk. That's what it is. And then my favorite, Mole Man is Mole Man. Yeah. Hans Mole Man is the Mole Man. <laughs> I was not like, it's Mole Man, it's Mole Man. It's him, Mole Man. It's him. I was going crazy. It was fun. And it was just like, that was so worth it. And immediately I was like, I want 80,000 figures. I just want all these Simpsons as Avengers. Do it. I don't care. Make it a Disney store exclusive as a full pack. Make it three hundred dollars. I'll still freaking buy it. Oh, it's gonna be more than three hundred dollars. Nah, do them as little miniature, You're like five hundred. Do them like you remember, like the Smurfs. Do them as Smurf size. Everybody remembers the Smurfs. You know what the Smurfs don't know how to do? Build a dam. So six seasons and they never finish the dam. Anyways, we're gonna wrap things up. At Are we two hundred mark? The two hundred mark. The two hour mark. The two hundred minute mark. <laughs> Jesus, almost four hours. <laughs> I think we did that with the toy one. <laughs> we did it two episodes. No, the toy the toy one wasn't that long. Remember the longest, we did the, we did the, the state longest, of the toy. 
It was two. We had Emily on at one point, and I don't think those were those long. I think the longest single episode we did was the Last Jedi review. It's longer than the movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. It was like 2.30, 2.40. That was a long episode. All right, so we're going to wrap things up. So make sure you check us out on Facebook.com slash Nerdables. We're also on Twitter at Nerdables Show and on Instagram as Nerdables. So for and Chris just remember, her name Ethan. is Yolanda. The Russian girl's name is Yolanda. And Ethan, I'm R.A. saying we'll talk to you next time. <laughs>